Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be my talk about players taking breaks right now. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can always catch me live, probably live right now. Say no to rage.com. We'll bring you right to my Twitch channel. I'm usually live when these hit the feeds if you want to take part in these conversations. Uh, Also, if you're on YouTube, like, share, subscribe hitting the bell button, leaving a comment, all those things help me out. If you want to listen to these as audio podcast versions, you can search for SNTR Presents on any podcast platform. So why am I talking about this? I'm not going to clickbait one of my friend's names because everybody's talking about Glad, you know, taking a break and he had to basically explain himself like eight times on Twitter. This is why I don't get in conversations on Twitter. You know, he goes on Twitter and explains multiple times like why he's taking a break and none of it's that outlandish. It's all very reasonable a lot of it's related to the lack of you know aspirational content right now I don't think the the Grandmaster Nightfall announcement was super exciting for a lot of folks that were looking forward to it it's basically do it once get the title you know after you've done them all and then that's kind of the end of the matter so you know he's obviously taking a break now a couple weeks prior maybe a week or two prior to him taking a break I had people coming in saying well Chevy's not even playing the game right now Chevy's taking a break you know one of another one of the more you know hardcore PVE uh players wasn't uh playing the game and so I actually don't think this is that alarming I don't think this is that different than what happened last season so I want to talk about they are extreme examples first I want to say that um and I don't think they would disagree with what I'm going to say about their kind of extreme examples I also though want to acknowledge that PVE is very thin right now the PVE content's thin I'm grinding menagerie for Pete's sakes and then PVP is hurting PVP is hurting so kind of two things here I I, I want to say people are maybe being a little bit alarmist these people these players are more extreme examples of people in the in the community in the player base but I also want to concede the fact and say it's understandable man PVE is thin and PVP is hurting so first let's talk about how they're extreme examples content creators hit thresholds before everyone else they play longer and more than everyone else i mean glad and chevy most notably you know whenever the first the content comes out they're putting in like 16 hour days okay in the first week of the content they're playing what probably takes most of the community you know the first two three maybe even four weeks to get to those thresholds and they hit that in the first week that's going to make it really really hard for any of the seasonal style content to be enough for them the sub you know substantive enough i mean chevy hit rank 92 in season of dawn like that first weekend he just lived in a lost sector he wanted to test it out it's understandable they want to get the stuff first they want to test it out first you know the pvp streamers are doing similar things they want to get the loot first they want to go flawless first i mean that's that's not there's nothing wrong with playing like that but I don't think they're the best examples of what most of the player base is doing I think this is probably one of the reasons why my predictions about PvE have not come true I thought PvE numbers were going to hemorrhage I didn't think people were going to like having to level again and having the public space event be 980 and then legendary lost sectors were 1000 and so forth I actually was worried about that I ended up being wrong about that the PvE numbers have been very stable so my prediction ended up being wrong and I think one of the reasons for that is I think people are just enjoying the more ritualistic day-to-day week-to-week content and the hardcore players are generally getting way too sort of quote-unquote done with stuff and they're kind of running out of stuff to do we had this conversation in january and season of dawn none of this is new this is not a new conversation we had this conversation last season 
Uh, and they also did this during the DLC models. I want to make sure and say that. This is not something that is unique to the seasonal format. Whether it was Taken King, Osiris, or Warmind, or even Forsaken or Shadowkeep, all these guys that play the, at the levels that they play all hit a wall eventually and take breaks. This doesn't, this doesn't, this isn't specific to the seasonal content. It's not like an indictment of the seasonal format. Like, well, the hardcore guys are running out of content in the first month, you know, in the first three to four weeks. Therefore, the seasonal format's bad. The same thing happened in Osiris Warmind. The same thing's happened in House of Wolves. The same thing happened in Taken King, okay? Taken King is like the gold standard of DLC in a lot of people's minds. And even during that, that expansion, we had people a month to a month and a half in saying, I'm bored, I've done everything, I've got nothing left to do, okay? So, people that play these thresholds are generally going to hit thresholds early, take breaks earlier, and that's going to be a, a, a problem that isn't going to go away anytime soon, if, I don't know if it'll ever go away. I don't know if Bungie can ever create enough content for these guys to really stay in the boxing ring day in, day out. However, I do want to acknowledge they are doing this a little bit earlier than they usually do and I think it's related to a couple of things number one okay PVE is thin this season especially this season's thinner than I anticipated I thought it was going to be a lot better I thought it'll be you know it'll go up in substance as compared to season of dawn and it didn't it, it seemed to go down I don't know what the cause of that is I don't know if that's because they you know they ran their one to put more in the summer I don't know but I do want to talk about the fact that it's thin the current seasonal format hangs a lot. It does. It hangs a lot on one activity. Okay, so if you didn't like Sundial, there wasn't going to be much for you to do in, you know, in Season of Dawn. And, you know, the, the Sundial was going to sort of be the, the thing that needed to stick the season together for you. And a lot of people didn't like it. They were like, I don't want to do this every day. I don't like it. A lot of people did like it. They were, you know, there was mixed opinions on the uh, on the on the sundial activity, this season, however, they decided to go. I did not mean to do that. They decided to go with a different format. They went with like a public event space. They did the bunkers. They got the legendary lost sectors. They got all these things, and you know, and it's it's again, it's pretty bounty based. Now, because of this, I think a lot of people have hit burnout earlier. I think a lot of people have made myself very valid criticisms of the public event content. I don't think the public event content was very good. I don't think it's sustainable long term. I think it's it's its design is kind of frustrating and kind of meat grindy. And so because the seasonal format hangs a lot on an activity like that being likable and enjoyed by the community, you're hanging a lot on a risk, okay? I do think the things that the season got right is the daily ritual. I think this is one of the reasons PvE numbers have stayed strong because the daily bunker, the legendary lost sector, and the bounty system with, you know, leveling up the bunkers, I do think that's nice for the more daily ritualistic hobbyist players. I think they are making up the bulk of the PvE player base. But if you're aspirational, you're looking at Grandmaster Nightfalls and being like, what the frick? You're looking at the lack of a raid, the lack of a dungeon. You're looking at no difficulty spectrum in the game whatsoever for the public event. Legendary Lost Sectors are only a 1,000. So understandably, I think the the higher up you go in the player base, the more likely you're going to find people that are like, there's just not much here. Legend Sundial, I think, had a similar effect. It kept people around, but look at what happened during Season of Dawn. We had this conversation in January. Why? 
that was after Legend Sundial dropped. Once Legend Sundial dropped, and the more hardcore players, because that was back January, was around the time that Datto, Glad, Chevy, and players sort of at that level were like, I'm bored, there's nothing to do. And I think it was, maybe they were kind of holding their breath for Legend Sundial, and we were all like, this is kind of dumb, there's no real reason to run it, right? And so I think they, they came to similar conclusions. Look at what happened this season. Everyone's kind of holding their breath for Grandmaster Nightfalls, Bungie reveals Grandmaster Nightfall, you know, details, and Glad's like, yeah, I don't think so. You know, it's like a once a week thing. Like Reddit's getting all in a tizzy about it being watchable and it's content for streamers. But Paul Tassie made a good point. It's not really designed for streamers if it's a once a week, you know, hour long endeavor. That's not really, that's not really stream content. You know what I'm saying? So I don't know if this format will ever really land as a three months of solid engagement from the highest echelon of players. Now, if Luke Smith gets his way, year four could change that. Luke Smith indicating they want to, you know, they want to rejuvenate and refuel aspiration. That's that's great. I think that's something that hopefully we see a significant difference of in you know in year four, so that when the seasonal content drops, there's more spectrum. You guys know, like one of my favorite words is spectrum. If you have a good spectrum of content, you can have an accessible entry point, and then you can have those harder difficulties as you go up to give the hardcore players something to go and do, and then obviously if sunsetting brings truly better legendary guns and truly better legendary gear then your spectrum works like that's what trials of osiris should be like the early cards are a little bit more accessible you've got tokens you've got bounties that's the low level entry point and then as you go up it gets harder and harder and harder but the loot gets better and better and better that spectrum we definitely need that in pve if the seasonal format's going to work for the, the the player base at large and not just that casual center we need more spectrum, and I think that's that's something that Bungie's acknowledged, but we're not going to see that this season, and we're likely to probably not see it in the summer, okay? So, having said that, I also think PvP is hurting. So we're kind of getting hit from both sides here. This season, you know, PvE is kind of like, eh, not really that great, kind of thin, kind of more built for the daily, ritualistic, more casual player, and then PvP is kind of like, okay, we're going to hang everything on trials. Again, a gigantic risk and it ain't going that well. Cheaters seem to be going up. Player base numbers for Trials of Osiris are going down by about 50,000 players a weekend. Uh, Trials of Osiris numbers we were hoping would, would see a surge after that first weekend because, you know, the artifact was enabled. We were thinking things would maybe change. After that, it's not the case. You know, the numbers are you know not in, not in a good spot. I'm not doing split screen today. Players aren't playing. Streamers aren't wanting to play. People are getting sick of facing cheaters. And it's understandable. You know, cheating's on the rise. Incentives aren't super strong. Token payout, low card farming. Everything's kind of a perfect storm for trials to not go over that well. I would say if I was Bungie, first order of business, you're not going to fix the seasonal format, okay? You're not going to win back Glad and Chevy and people that play at their level. That ship's kind of sailed. I'm sure they'll go for the title, and then that'll probably be about it. Anything new that comes to the game, you know, dungeons and stuff, they always like to check out if there's any surprises like that. But generally, I don't think you're going to win them back this season. That ship's kind of sailed. You're not going to on-the-fly create PvE depth. That's just, that's not going to happen, okay? However, I do think token payout could be something that gets addressed quicker sooner than later i also think the way that you can spend the tokens by removing the win requirement can be fixed sooner than later and i also think you could start to do something with you know something in the flawless chest maybe more loot in the flawless chest like i think they can fix okay i think they can fix 
the reward structure of trials first. Now, obviously, they need to listen to that interview with that cheater because I do think you're going to continue to have this problem with cheating because you... This guy in this interview makes it sound like it's not hard at all. They're not doing anything. They're not really, they're not successfully even stopping people uh, from doing it. And I think that's something that really, really needs to be considered. If you want to use the interview command, uh, you can check that out. Crucible overall is in a slow decline. I think there's a lack of reason to grind. There's no ritual weapon. Trials incentives are breaking down. Cheating seems to be on the rise. And as the player base shrinks, the likelihood of running into a cheater goes up because there's less legit players in the player pool. So. Right now, the thing they can focus on is Trials reward structure, token payout, token pay rate, upper echelon of the card being more rewarding. Everything else is likely not to get addressed until year four. So I'm not sky is falling. Oh my gosh, Glad's quitting Destiny because he's not. He's taking a break. That's understandable. But I do think it's indicative of the fact that year four seasonal content needs a couple of more boxes checked with Spectrum, difficulty Spectrum, uh, challenge, and better rewards. And then trials and cheating needs as much attention as they can give it or it's just going to slowly die. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can always catch me live at Say No to Rage. As always, please like, share, and subscribe. Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be the Q&A that followed my talk about players taking breaks. And if you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can probably catch me live right now at saynotorage.com that will bring you to my Twitch channel if you're listening to this and you like the idea of listening to this as a podcast you can search for SNTR Presents on any podcast platform to listen to the audio podcast versions and on YouTube, like sharing, subscribing hitting the bell button, all those things help me out and I appreciate everybody who has been doing that so, we already have a lot of questions we're going to jump in to the first one it is from ARCS do you think I should keep trying in trials even if I'm not one of the best in PvP but still am at least decent or should I just avoid it till it gets fixed? That's up to you, dude. I never tell people what to do. I mean, you can speak with your engagement though and I think people are. Uh, trials is losing 50,000 players a week and I think that's going to cause Bungie to act quickly. Um, I think they're going to have to do, and I don't like using this language, like, oh, the Bungie has to do this, but I think they're going to have to do some sort of an event, a a triple trials token weekend where no win requirement to get tokens, you make the back half of the card way more rewarding than the front half of the card, and really get people to jump back in and start playing, and hopefully if they do that and do some bans, they can really drown out the cheaters. If there's way more people playing, then the the likelihood of you running into cheaters goes down. If Bungie does some good efforts to start banning people, maybe this interview that, that hit with this cheater could help them start to figure out ways to ban these people and stop them. It could be a bit of a full court press, you know? They could they could develop and come up with a way to get lots more people playing, and then not only that, you could get way more people uh, you know, out of the player pool. You get more legit people in, and you get all the illegitimate people out. Uh, and I think they got to attack this from both sides. Uh, you have to attack this from both sides. You have to say, okay, we're doing this to get way more casuals in, and we're doing this to stop the cheating, and we're getting, you know, we're doing this to get the hardcore stack teams off the front half of the card. You kind of have to attack this from three fronts. Now, listen, I think attacking two of those fronts 
is not that hard. I'm not going to give Bungie a pass on this, all right? I, no excuses. Make the reward distribution on the card way more sensible. I, I don't want to hear, I don't want to read another freaking blog post about how you can't or cannot do this or that. No, I, I know folks are working from home, but come on. You can push out a patch that removes the win requirement. You can push out a patch that increases the token payout at every threshold of the card. I, I don't want to hear what you can't do. I don't. I'm over I'm over that aspect of it. Do that as soon as you're able. I don't want them to break things. I understand if they do things incorrectly or rush things, they could break aspects of the game. But I think that can happen as soon as as soon as as soon as freaking possible, okay? Now, outside of that, I think there are three things they need to do. I think those two things they could do. You can remove the win requirement. You can increase token payout. You can make token payout for four, five, six, and seven way better than one, two, and three to get the hardcores out of the bottom half of the card. You can do those things, and you don't got to touch anti cheat. You don't got to start banning or nothing, okay? If they do that, that would at least alleviate some of the we keep running into cheaters, right? Because you'd have more people in the player base. If you get the player base numbers to go back up, then. The likelihood... How am I supposed to get through that? I don't understand. Then the likelihood of you running into cheaters would go down. Now, as they're doing this in the background, they can try and figure out how to ban people more efficiently. They can try and ban these people that like... Listen, nobody should be looking at a stat tracking website and seeing somebody hit 88 games of obvious cheating. Okay? That's embarrassing. You aren't running reports every night? What? What? What's happening? How, how is somebody hitting 88 games? You, aren't you running a nightly report? That No one's got 4,400 KD. 100% accuracy. Nobody has that. So that too, like, come on. Like, how, how are these people still playing? You know, like something has to be done on the cheating front. At the very least, if they did the first thing I suggested, they would at least fill the fl- the player funnel so the likelihood of you running into cheaters would go down. That doesn't get rid of the cheaters. That doesn't fix cheating. But when you're in the low 200,000s of players at the end of the weekend, instead of what we started with, which was, was like a high 300,000, you just keep lo- you just keep losing players. It's, I, every, every day that passes, it's more likely that I'm going to run into cheaters. Because just more and more people are quitting. More and more people are backing, are deciding it just isn't worth the frustration. So I would say that's 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 job number one. Get get the get the people in the game. Get more people playing. Make it really easy to go in and play. Look, if you want to pull the emergency ripcord and do and do solo queue trials, which I think is a terrible idea. I mean, at least, I don't, I don't know, that might make cheating worse, though, because then you wouldn't have to worry about getting a team. You could just go in and be a cheating scumbag, so that might actually make things more problematic. But still, I think token payout and removing the win requirement is order is, is order of business number one, and maybe even make it an event. Do, like, a big thing to kickstart it. Get everybody in there. Get everybody excited about trials, and then you're still going to run into tri- you're still gonna run into cheaters, right? But the likelihood's just going to go down. And that's what we want, at least initially. At least initially, we want that. Um, and then we need we need anti cheat, like real anti cheat. You listen to that guy's interview, you know, the interview of that cheater, and it's just like eh, this is bad. This is not good. 
you, you can't have a free to play game where guys like yeah I've been cheating for months so so have my friends and it just isn't a problem we, we, we got nothing to worry about you know dude's paying $25 a month and he just doesn't give a rip that's that's problematic um do you plan to take a break from destiny i mean for the time being i was really stoked about my brand new project split screen and i'm not doing it today i may or may not do a trials top 10 i mean i don't know i i i I love bungie and i love this game but i'm not going to continue to give platform to something like that I'm not going to cover people playing trials and have to sit here and be like, "Oh wow, I just run into more cheaters." We did that. We did that the other day. We were covering, we were covering Defizzle and Drewski and uh, and Cami, and they ran into a, a couple teams of cheaters. And I was just like, "I, I don't want to cover this. This is literal." trash this is garbage this is refuse it's not worthy of all the hard work and money i spent to launch split screen frick you freaking cheaters and frick this i'm out like that's my attitude i'll go cover valorant and learn how to cover that game i'll, I'll cover warzone wednesday something i said i wasn't gonna do I'll, I'll cover fortnite you know what i mean like i'm not gonna freaking do split screen and cover cheaters i'm not gonna do that i don't want that, that my content is 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 not going to get sullied by these these people. No way. You know? And I don't want people like, we'll cover console. I don't want to do that either. Like, I don't want to do that either. I, I don't want to cover low frame rate, low FOV. It doesn't look as good for coverage. Like, it's just one of those things where it it's just going to continue to hemorrhage. You can't, you can't really stop the hemorrhaging. Right? You can't really stop the hemorrhaging. The player base is too small so they gotta act quickly at the very least the first order business would just get more players in the player funnel uh nab fear what would you like to see from a darkness subclass poison effect steel of life I'm not gonna go down this rabbit hole I don't think that prediction's true and I don't I don't really care I don't want to create a laundry list of desires I try not to do that sorry ahead of time if you're if you're knowingly asking like uh, paragraph long questions and apologizing ahead of time. I am going to start to just ask the mods to delete five and four sentences questions to just kind of teach you guys to stop. Um, you guys know I don't like it and you do it anyway. I feel like that's low-key disrespectful and apologizing doesn't make up for it. We've been having too much of that. I'm going to start asking the mods to just delete paragraphs. It's it, it just isn't worth it. Too many people are doing it and it's become like, I let it slide, I let it slide, and now everybody's doing it. And then nine out of ten of them will be hard to even understand. So I'm going to just ask you guys to stop. And I'm also going to ask the mods to start deleting them anyway. Because I'm not going to answer 60 some odd questions and have paragraphs in there. I'm going to disallow you to do that. So the mods are going to just start deleting them. I'm, I'm getting burned out by it. And it's making it's making Q&A get kind of salty. So we're, we're going to start to put a stop to it. Um, Slipknot. Hey, Lono, because of the issues with trials and people, do you think there is a fear or possibility of them taking trials out again for fine-tuning? I mean, I don't think so. I don't think they're suddenly going to yank it. I don't think they're going to suddenly yank trials out of the game. I, I don't... I, are they going to try and act fast? Um, are they going to try and do some quality of life adjustments quickly? Hopefully like everything I just outlined a little bit ago I don't think Bungie in this situation they have two choices I think yours is the least likely 
try and fix it or yank it out. I think yanking it out would people like, yeah, here we go again. You brought it back just to take it back out again. I think that narrative would be worse than we're doing everything we can. We've got XYZ patches lined up. We got these, you know, because like Dylan's basically like, we have action items that we're trying to, right? We're, we're, we, we have, we have action items that we're trying to sign off on. So I wrote this before the sorry, long opening to my question to preface some of when you get to it as a way to continue our back and forth. It, I'm not gonna get. I'm not gonna make exceptions to people anymore. Sweat. I've been making exceptions. You and other people did it. I let it slide. I kind of would make jokes about it, and now that's all some people do. Every time they engage with Q and A, they submit big giant questions. It, it's like letting jokes slide. I let it slide, and now I get, I get a ton of paragraphs every day, and it's just really, really tough. It makes it challenging to make the Q and A flow well. Um, remorse with how bad things are getting with trials or, or things get worse do you see them pulling the plug again somebody just asked that uh, Kasami do you think loot being locked to certain encounters uh, is a good thing for example in the raid when trying to get the class item only encounter that matters is the boss for me I personally prefer the overall loot pool for all items um I think there's pluses and minuses here um because I, I see where you're coming from, but then I also think when you are when you are only wanting a certain item, I think there are better answers to this problem. So let, let let's just say what your problem is. Okay, your problem is you need a bond, and there's only one spot to get it. Okay, that's an understandable problem. Anarchy and one K voices are waving at you, right? Like only one spot that it drops. Okay. I think there are better solutions than to say every encounter, everything can drop, okay? What I would say they should do is do the Wrath of the Machine style where there's an internal currency and they let you, they let you like make keys and allow you to target farm, but you have to complete the raid in order to do that. So you can't just save a checkpoint and be like, boss three, boss three, boss three, boss three, open the chest, open the chest, open the chest. Like, you'd have to run the raid, get the key, and then every time you rerun the raid, you'd have that key for that targeted farm to be like, okay, boss three is the bond, and you just keep running it over and over again. But you have to complete the raid in order to get that key. Does that make sense? Like, you don't want to turn it into, well, the best weapon is the hand cannon, and everyone's just running encounter number two checkpoints over and over and over again. You would want to require complete runs of the raid in order to do what it is I'm outlining here. And so, oh, you know what? Triple tap dragonfly is probably better than opening shot dragonfly. I shouldn't have deleted that. Oh, well, we can keep our eyes peeled for another one. Um, I would say triple tap dragonfly is probably a better PVE role than opening shot because opening shot you don't really need in PVE. Um, so we're going for snapshot. Uh, we're going for snapshot. Uh, d- opening shot is what we're going for for PVE. We're, for those listening, we're going for a waking vigil just because it's one of the guns I would I would like to have a good roll of. Uh, I've been seeing people use it and it looks it looks kind of saucy. It looks kind of saucy. Um, so when I think of raids, that's where I go. I, I kind of feel like, I kind of feel like what you're asking for is just going to create another problem. So you're pinpointing a pain point. 
which is a good thing. Your solution, I think, would just create another pain point. It would be like, well, now every time I run this, it's super hard to get the one thing I want because there's 18 things that can drop from every encounter. Does that make sense? Like, what if you just want boots? Well, you have a chance for boots the whole time. Yeah, you do, but you what is it? What is it? A one in eighteen chance? I mean, you got the five armor pieces. Well, maybe, maybe I'm overstating it. Maybe it's not eighteen. Five armor pieces, and then you'd have usually there's usually around like what eight eight guns, roughly I think. So you'd have thirteen one in thirteen chance. I would prefer to give you an answer that's more intentional that says you can keep running the raid for non-powerful drops and then target it, you know? The conversation's over with regard to long questions, Sweat, so I'm not going to keep having this back and forth because now you're derailing Q&A to have a discussion about Q&A, which is frustrating in its own way. Stadia Joe. You know I like you, but I'm not I'm not going to continue this conversation. It's just a giant distraction now. Sir Jones, uh, I'm sorry, Sir so- uh, Jer Sorens with 11 months, 6 months from Soccer Fool, 100 bits from Speed Razor, and then Sir Puffington, love that name, Sir Puffington with uh, a brand new Prime sub. Enjoy your dope badge, emotes, and ad-free viewing. Uh, thank you for the brand new. Should there always be a chase or incentive for every event? Why can't an elite player be excited about a hard challenge only the 1% can do? Well, I mean, Joe, like, it's destiny, man. You know, I, you can't take, I don't know. You can't take the destiny player out of the destiny player. It would be like, it would be like saying, I I don't understand why people have to play Fortnite and want to build. What do you mean? Well, they, they should just have a game where they take building out of the game. What, wait, I'm sorry. So, like, all the people that have been playing Fortnite for years and, and, and developing an affinity and a craft and a love for building are supposed to not want to do that. It, it's de- it's Destiny, man. Like, Destiny's a loot-based game. Loot's the motivator. I mean, from Vogue to now, I, I don't think you can rip that out of somebody's brain. Especially... Especially when it's challenging. Look at Reckoning as an as an example, right? Reckoning as an example. It was challenging. It was hard. It was narrow. You had to kind of like do a specific loadout to you know in order to do it. Okay, and the reward structure sucked, and you just you couldn't get the rewards you wanted. So whenever. Whenever I go into content in Destiny, that's kind of just the way that I'm wired. Like, think about what we did in Destiny 1, okay? Think about what we did in Destiny 1. I ran 450-some-odd strikes, 50-something-odd, I think it was 53 skeleton keys, for an Imago loop roll with explosive rounds. That's how long it took me to get that, okay? Um, and so... I come into Destiny 2 and that's something that just sort of has never really uh, been there. 
So the the midnight coup was there, but the midnight coup was a static roll. So it was back to that Ikelos shotgun, like, it's a zero, it's a one. You get it or you don't, you get it or you don't. Once you get it, you don't care. You're like, I'm done. I have it, okay? And then when they start to bring random rolls, that's great. But then as time goes on, the rolls are all very, very similar. They're very, very similar. So then it's really hard to get excited because you're like, well, I got this gun, but it's not much different than another. And so then you end up with like a reservoir, as I said in the one video where I was talking like why sunsetting is so important. Well, I, I come to Bungie when we counted them up with like what, 12 or 13, um, 12 or 13 God rolls in my arm. And I'm like, hey, do you have anything, you know, do you have anything better than this? Um, and they're like, I don't know how we make anything better than that. We can give you something similar to it, but we can't make anything better than that. That's not really going to be, you know, feasible or possible. And again, this is why sunsetting is so important because anytime they make something better than the last thing that you got, they're going to eventually end up in a power creep situation where you end up with guns that are so much stronger than they intended them to be because they have to keep making a stronger and stronger and stronger and stronger weapons for forever. And so whenever you think about the current threshold of like loot chase, that's where people are just kind of getting like bored they're just sort of shrugging at the loot they're like i don't need any of it i already have a ton of god rolls none of this stuff matters and so no offense to bungie but you're adding insult to injury it's like loot chase in aspirational content has been freaking ho-hum since leviathan okay you haven't put very excellent weapons in the game for a long long time and some of the best ones 1k voices anarchy um uh 1k voices anarchy uh spare rations are unbelievably hard to get and have terrible drop rates and you got to slog through to get them and then they're like hey we're gonna make some really painful content for all you guys that like to run aspirational stuff oh sweet what loot is there there isn't any oh what do we get well there's a title Whoa, okay. Imagine going into a room and your kids have been complaining because they really want a better train set. Their train set's old, it's not motorized, it's not cool like their friend's train set. And you're like, okay, we hear you. You love trains. We, We understand that you really want trains, okay? And then you like, I got an idea train loving children here is a train coloring book and then being like I don't understand why you're not excited about the train coloring book you've been telling me that you really really like trains they've been asking for the electric cooler train set and you gave them a train coloring book and you're like you like trains right what no You like aspirational content, right? Yeah, but we've been asking for better aspirational loot for like three years. Where, what? You, do you think I want to go run a 12 negative modifier power delta challenging slog piece of content for a title? That's not what they've been asking for. So like I said, they're adding insult to injury. The people at the upper echelons were like Legend Sundial. What the frick was that? Where are the hard raids? The raid looting gardens, ho-hum. Where's the loot? Where's the aspirational loot? Luke Smith admits this in the director's cut, by the way. 
he admits it. He's like, we, we need to refuel Aspiration. And that's part of his reason to do sunsetting so they can make truly better legendary weapons. So truly better rewards are, are on the way. I'm not saying that like Bungie's 100% tone deaf here and they have zero clue what they want, like a clueless parent giving a trained coloring book to their kids, but that's what it feels like. Grandmaster Nightfall, a truly challenging environment and thing for only the most diligent, hardcore, skilled players. What do we get? Nothing. Like, it doesn't, it doesn't, it, it just feels odd. It's like, now again, looked at it in the best light, I think they're testing things out. So in September, they can create something like this and then put something in there that'll get sunset. Hey, because of sunsetting, we can put a truly ridiculously awesome Grandmaster gun in there. Think about it. They did ritual weapons, right? Which are pinnacle. Imagine if every season there was a there was a Grandmaster gun every season. Instead of a pinnacle gun, there's a Grandmaster gun. Similarly, they could do things with adept weapons in uh, in trials. So, looked at it in the best light, I'm not trying to kick dirt in Bungie's face, but, like, it's totally understandable for hardcore players to be like, dude, we have been freaking waiting for better aspirational loot for, for, for since D2 launched, and what we're getting is a title. We're getting a, a train coloring book after asking for an electric train set for two freaking years. So, yeah, your kid's gonna throw a fit and open their Christmas present and be like, I don't understand. I've been asking for the exact opposite of this for a couple of years. What's going on? Now, if you were a loving child and you were sensitive to the fact that your parents couldn't afford the train set, you might be like, I understand, right? So in this scenario, I'm trying to be that understanding child of being like, I get it. Bandwidth is thin. You guys were you guys were trying to survive. So the seasonal content is not going to be super substantive, super crazy, super awesome. I'm going to be understanding, but I'm also going to say we would still really like the electric train set. Like we can't not, we've decided that we really like trains and that's the thing that we would like. We can't just suddenly not want that thing. You know, like we really want better aspirational loot. Now I can say, okay, this Christmas, you guys just couldn't afford it. Okay, during the season, you guys can't really afford the bandwidth. You can't really afford to uproot the entire weapon system and give us some insane loot in Grandmaster Nightfalls. All right, okay, okay. But can you do something eventually? Like, And that's where I think Luke Smith's coming down and saying, listen, 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 listen. We, we know you really want the electric train set. And we want to give you the electric train set. And we're going to have to do some things to get there, you know? And that's why I keep putting my eyes on September. I think year year four, I think year four is where we get the the sense of if you drew, if you do something that is truly challenging and truly aspirational, you will get rewards in line with that. So I can I can kind of I can kind of criticize them and bring them to account here and be like, you guys this 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 is a bit of a missed mark here. You couldn't have done something, some cool weapon, even if it was a, even if it wasn't a god tier weapon. What if it was just like a really good weapon that could roll a really great roll? It doesn't disrupt the crucible. It doesn't disrupt PVE. Just a really, really dope weapon. So, I, I, I think they could have done something, like one weapon. I think would have gone a long way. Just like when they did the undying mind thing. 
just a reskin Demago loop that could roll with whatever hand cannon perk pool at the time was, I think people would have been fine with that. People would have been like, that's pretty cool. That's nostalgic. That's the Imago loop. That's awesome. I miss this hand cannon model. I think it looks neat. You know, I really like it. And sometimes a little goes a long way. And unfortunately, I think they're just kind of learning. They're learning that, that there are times where they probably could have done something that, and again, maybe again with the shoot, with the shoestring, you know, bandwidth that they have, it just doesn't, it, it, it's just not in the cards. You know, I mean, Dylan's like, yeah, we couldn't do rituals because we did the we did the trials weapons. So they're working on it. They're working on like real, real thin, real, real thin development bandwidth, and that's not an excuse. That's just like, well, that's the world we live in right now. You know, every three months we're gonna get about 25, 26 weapons, a season pass. You know, pretty basic. You know content pretty basic thin content um so it's just one of those things king thomas do you think or hope we will align with the fallen i i have no idea i don't know what happened to mythrax i have got a lot of questions about that i just i don't i don't have a whole lot of commentary uh on that despite people taking breaks from the game myself included the player base numbers as a whole anyway are still very steady do you think a majority of the players who are taking breaks are suffering more from franchise fatigue. Well, I got news for you. It's not just franchise fatigue. I think it's season to season fatigue. I have had a lot of people come in this season and they've been like, I actually think the season's pretty good. They're like, yeah, this season's actually, this season's actually pretty good. Uh, and guess what they say? They've taken, they took a break in season of dawn. Now, I don't think that's the best scenario you want to be in, though, because with the a la carte format, you don't want to basically tell people that, well, the seasonal format's really enjoyable if you alternate seasons. I think it's more along the lines of, like, maybe you went a little crazy in Season of Dawn and you kind of set yourself up to be just really, really burned out. You know, like, I think people hit Season of Dawn pretty hard. Season of Dawn was Sundial, Sundial, Sundial. So it was one activity over and over and over again, which I think burned people out. And then it was uh, Empyrean Restoration, which was a lot of standing around and just shoving, you know, the, the, the currency into something. We have room for one, by the way. And I think because of that, I think people kind of came into this season, they played with the same sort of ferocity, just ripped through the bunkers, and were like, well, there's nothing to do now. You know? Like, to me, that's what this season kind of feels like. The season is thin. I've admitted that. It's a thinner season than last. And people that played at, like, a high level last season come in and they're immediately like, wait a minute, there's nothing here. I think it feels disproportionately thinner to them comparatively because they spent the end of Season of Dawn doing nothing but Empyrean Restoration. And because they were doing kind of a constant Empyrean Restoration grind, they set themselves up to be like, well, there's literally no way I'm doing that again. So they see the bunkers, they see the bounties, and they just mentally check out. They're like, I can't do this again. Which is understandable. I mean, Bungie gave marching orders for year three. We're currently in year three. And year three, the marching orders were, we need a side grind, bunkers, 
and now the uh now that I'm sorry, um, it was bunkers now, and then previously it was the uh, the obelisks. So those are like your side grind. It's a bounty based side grind that has seasonal benefits. I love the idea from a logistical standpoint, but I think people that did it a bunch last season came to this season. They're like, I can't do that again. And then also Bungie was like, well, we don't want to do like a menagerie style activity every single season because people will get burned out on that. So we went from a menagerie style content in Sundial to a more escalation protocol style content in the public space. And it's way more watered down. And the fail rate is with the right people in your instance, it's actually kind of frustrating to do it because all they got to do is make a couple of bad throws and the whole thing gets extended so you're just like, I, just, there's not enough variety here. And so they check out. Is that an indictment of seasonal content? No, I don't think so. I think Bungie needs to be careful with the format of let's really wring the game out like a rag at the end of the season. And then people come into the next season with that sort of being the way they approached it. You guys can use the join Lono command if you're trying to join. So if you're... If you're ringing, you know, Escalation... I'm not sorry, not Escalation. If you're ringing Empyrean Restoration out like a rag, and then you come into the next season and you've been doing that, you're kind of set up for burnout. You know, you're you're setting yourself up to not really want to do a single thing in, you know, Season of the Worthy because, because of the way you ended the last season. So this is something Bungie should consider. Like, it's okay at the end of the season to sort of downshift and be like... You have six? No, I didn't. I had five. It literally said join in the one slot. The downshifting at the end of the season, I think, is better than having this crazy, nutso, just grind like a crazy person. And then all of a sudden you're like, yeah, and now it's time for another season of bounties, right? It's too much of a good thing. We asked for bounties, and that's kind of all we got on top of like the, you know, the extra stuff. constantly advertising that another stream is starting soon is like super freaking rude so I appreciate if you guys would just stop it's it's uh it's really rude um and I know you're gonna get all indignant and act like it's not rude because it's for a good cause but it's freaking rude Sergeant Chappie would there be anything that would trigger you to take a break from Destiny I've taken breaks before I have I've taken breaks the reason I don't take a break from the morning show is I like talking to you because I think conversations with the community are really, really enjoyable. Um, I think the way that we kind of talk about the game and come up with solutions and think about ways to improve stuff, I think is really enjoyable. But I'm not doing split screen today. I don't, I don't know what I'm going to do with trials. I really don't. Because it just, it, it doesn't feel, it doesn't feel like, a, a, it doesn't feel like it's like worthy of my time. You know, so I am taking a break in some respects. I I envisioned myself really hitting content creation pretty hard this season. I thought that the PVE content was going to be more meaty. I thought they were going to do, you know, I thought trials, I was really hoping trials was going to go over a whole lot better. And I was going to do a lot of split screen coverage of it. I really enjoyed the last couple of weeks. It's been really, really fun, but it's slowly devolving into cheating and a declining player base and uh, enjoyment being not as good and and then the other problem is again you, you I, I don't want to shout cast teams that are crushing it and then be like oh and they lost to cheaters like I, I just I don't want to do that I 
I have zero desire to cover that kind of nonsense. I don't retweet cheating videos. I don't do any of that stuff on Twitter because I don't want to give people like this a platform. Now, we're obviously promoting the interview because I want people to hear like what's going on and what this guy used. I, I don't I don't think that's like giving a platform to somebody running a cheat. It's like this is actually pretty interesting information, you know. Do you think people are leaving because this season has nothing much to offer in PvE or PvP or is it because of server issues and cheaters? I mean, it's all of these things, homie. It's not just one thing. Uh, do you think getting loot at the end of an event like we did at the Sundial would be good for trials or other seasonal content? Astacross suggested this for trials and I think it could probably work. It could probably work um, to say, hey, you went flawless. You get to pick like a you know like your reward you gave people a lot of control over their loot in sundial why not do it in a flawless run you know what i mean you have to be a sub to join i'm literally just opening up the lobby i'm not paying attention to anybody's names or if they're a sub or not um uh why do you think especially with destiny in this community i know the most people get so upset with the idea of taking a break from the game or getting back a few months later well Okay, so with respect to streamers, every day I get up and do a talk and a Q&A to the point that people come in, they're like, did I miss the talk? Did I miss a Q&A? Did I miss a talk? Did I miss a Q&A? And now with split screen, people are like, are you doing split screen today? Who are you doing on split screen? I can't wait to see the top 10, right? It's very quickly, if a streamer is doing, if a streamer is doing a good job, they become a staple of your day. Like that's something I've tried to do with my content for the last couple of years is create this feeling of you want to be here there is a regular sort of value piece of content for you to enjoy imagine if suddenly i was like yeah dude i'm not playing destiny i'm i'm, I'm not playing i'm gonna take a couple weeks off well i mean people would rightly be like oh well man i'm gonna miss sntr and q and am i'm gonna miss split screen i'm gonna miss the rageous round table you know what i mean like so for a lot of people, it's hard to divorce Destiny from the, the people that get, you know, see like Glad taking a break and get all like, oh my word, oh my word. It's their daily place that they hang out. It's like they're, it's like the pub shutting down. It's like the bar closing down that they always hang out on the weekends, you know? And now more than ever, I think people are kind of feeling it because they're like, I'm stuck at home. This is a great place to hang out, you know, which is why... I was really pushing to create as much content as I could because it was like, I know a lot of you are stuck at home. I'm going to try and give you a great, positive, fun place to hang out every day and, you know, take your mind off everything going on. And so I think now more than ever, when a streamer's like, yeah, I'm going to take, I'm taking a break. I think people are rightly like, oh my, like, that's a pretty big deal. That guy literally just killed like the entire team that one night. I wasn't paying attention and blackout. He just came through and just sliced us all up. Honest question. Is cheating really that bad in destiny? Yes. And people that try and act like it's not a big deal or I'm not saying that's what you're doing, but there are people that act like it's not a big deal or doesn't happen that often. Um, no insult intended. You're probably not good enough to notice it. So when I played Quake 3, I got really good and I could sense the cheater before you could. I knew when someone was using a wall hack before a more average, more mediocre player could detect it. Um, I I genuinely think so much cheating goes undetected because they're either using something maybe low key like a wall hack or they're toggling or 
you just aren't operating at the skill threshold required to detect it. Now listen, go and watch. There's a video that's going to hit my feed today. It's some of the best players in Destiny playing against each other in a tournament, okay? Watch that video and you'll get a picture into why really high-skilled players know when something fishy's going on, okay? They know what it's like to play against truly high-skilled players. It, it, it has, there's a feel to it. There's a, there's a, you can tell when Panda and Potato are fighting over a snipe lane. There is something there that happens that they know what it feels like to play against the best. So, they know what it feels like to play against toggling aimbot wall hacking trash. Like, it's really easy to detect when you play at their level. It's not hard. I am a commentator, caster, slightly above average player, and I can see when it's happening. Why? Well, I played a lot of Quake 3 back in the day. I know what it looks like. And I know what really good players look like. I know what it looks like. Like, and so I'm not trying to slam somebody like, well, you suck. That's why you don't know when you're facing a cheater. You generally have to be pretty dadgum good. Because if not, you're going to be like, well, you know, they're, they're probably just better than me. If in one game you face Panda and the next game you face Lil Sonic and the next game you face an aimbot, you're probably going to have a hard time distinguishing the difference between the two. And that's not a slam. That's just that's just the way that it is. You know what I'm saying? Like Yeah, I'm like I'm slightly above average. I'm not I'm not a top shelf player and even I can tell when it's happening. I know when I'm and I can see and sense cheats in the game. It's really really easy. Um yeah, you can watch them. They look at people through walls. You know, it's it's pretty easy to spot. Again, the video hitting my YouTube today at around two o'clock. I think it's in like an hour, right? That video, just watch the way that it feels when some of the best players play against each other, and you'll start to get a picture into why they know the minute they're facing a cheater. It's just. It's like it's night and day difference of game flow, target acquisition, player movement, map control, all of it. It's a night and day difference. It's not even remotely it's not even remotely the same. Uh Nalila, do you feel like Destiny team will ever try and pull away from the current Eververse structure and reward unique game ornaments for hard challenges? Why or why not? I feel like Luke kind of said that I think it was in his director's cut that he kind of hinted at this that they were going to look at this unfortunately maybe this stuff was already kind of set in in place uh it was maybe already kind of set in place I like this gun um and maybe that's why they just kind of didn't do anything with it they just kind of left it I, I really don't think they should have put the trials ornaments in the Eververse. I, I thought that was a mistake. It's like you're already kind of dealing with you know people's frustrations about Eververse, and when you finally bring trials back, you threw you threw really dope ornaments in the Eververse. Like I I don't I don't think that was a good move, but it could have already been it could have already been slated and set that way, um, which is unfortunate because you know you, you kind of made it sound like you were going to move away from doing seasonally themed ornaments in the Eververse, or at least you were going to take a look at it, and then Trials ornaments ended up in there. So. 
960 Guardian in trials with a 99% headshot on Revoker. Yeah, that's that's not a recovery, you know, aimbot. <clears throat> you said the Bungie can't do big structural changes until the fall expansion. Is it possible that we get more frequent structural changes uh, with the DLC model? To be clear, I'm personally much more in favor of the seasonal format, but this is something I've been thinking about. Um... I'm going to say maybe to this. Yeah, sure. Like, you could certainly say, um, hey, if you... If you... uh, If we do the DLC format, there'll be... uh, There'll be bigger delays in in when you get content, but we'll be able to do bigger, more system-wide changes. You know, that's possible. I think I've missed a bunch of subs. Uh, Arson at Dawn was 7 months, 12 months from Toak. 38 months from Scout 13th, Gator with 30 months, Baldman's Rage with 5 months, Jstock gives it a sub to Sweat, and 17 months from Lost Fanatic. Haven't played Destiny in ages, haven't been able to see the stream in a while. Always appreciate your good vibes. Uh, not sure how much this helps, but I want to give you my Prime sub. It helps a lot, thank you. Anybody who keeps or uses their Prime sub here, it's significantly helpful. Um, obviously, with everything going on, you're likely going to start to see, you know people maybe have to cancel subs and stuff which I will never complain about that if you have to cancel a sub because of the situation, job loss you know, my brother got furloughed for 50% and stuff, like there's all kind of nonsense going on and it's rough, it's rough times out there, so if you use your prime sub here that's a huge help, that's 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 like a regular sub, there's no difference um, so so yeah, Avin J, like I could definitely see somebody being like, yeah, but we could get more structural, you know, structural improvements uh, month to month you know, we get more structural improvements, not month to month, I'm sorry, DLC to DLC. If we did a DLC every five months, instead of seasonal content every three, we could get more structural improvements. Here's here's my only pushback to your suggestion. Here's my only pushback. Why wouldn't they do that now then? Couldn't they basically not do a bunch of structural improvements in season of the in season of dawn and then do a bunch in season of the worthy? Because that's plenty of months, right? That's that's DLC month. You know, I, you could you could easily, I think, do that and say we're gonna do big structural improvements every other season. And they kind of have done that. I mean, season to season, I think they have done pretty significant changes. They're not going to do a system-wide change, though. Like, you're not going to get an Armor 2.0. You're not going to get Armor 2.0 in, uh... I wonder if Reset just messed with this. Oh, it did. Oh, is it going to change the modifiers while we're in here? No, it didn't. I want to change. I want to check them, though. Are they like this all week long? Or do they change? Oh, no, they just changed to Brawler and Grounded. Thank freaking goodness. Blackout will be done after this. I am very happy to see that. <laughs> I freaking hate Blackout. Worthy brought some pretty big UI changes. Yeah, I still feel like they're doing changes. They're just not doing Weapons 2.0, Armor 2.0. Like, here's an artifact. We've never done this before. When I say system-wide changes, that's what I mean. I don't mean they're not going to do sandbox changes, quality of life changes, patches, these things. Like, they're certainly going to do these things and try and make, you know, try and make the game improve season to season. They just aren't going to be quite as big. Yearly, uh system-wide, you know, it just isn't likely. I'm going to have to start flying through these questions. 
Uh, we seem to go through a cyclical narrative of people leaving every year around this time. Season of Drifter, Curse of Osiris, the Barren Spring before that. Um, is there a way for Bungie to break this cycle or is it something intentionally they know will be a recurring issue? I don't think Bungie's alarmed by this at all. I really don't. I don't think Bungie's like, oh my gosh, what are we going to do? Glad's taking a break. Like, I don't, I don't think that's a conversation that they're having. Um, yo, it's good ape. You guys know I love Glad. Like, I don't, I don't think that's a thing that's happening. I don't think that there, there's like alarm bells going off, uh, at Bungie because he's taking a break. You know, I, I really don't think so. Um, the player base numbers for PVE are solid and the, in general, they've said that they're okay with people taking breaks. Like it's, it is, it's okay to take a break. It's, it's okay to put the game down for a little while. Um, there are other games out there. You know, they've said things like this. I, I don't, I don't think they're especially listen, let's not pretend like when a bunch of good games come out that that doesn't play a part either. You know, there's other games coming out. There's other things for folks to do. And, you're gonna see people do that. They're gonna be like, yeah, I'm gonna take a little break. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go play some of that Final Fantasy. You know, I'm gonna go play. I'm gonna go play some of this. I'm gonna go play some of that. I mean, you're gonna see people uh, do that. You're gonna see them take that avenue uh, as a gamer. You know, that's just that's what we do. That's what Destiny players have done. You know, for a long time. So. Uh, Kasami, you recently talked about maybe adding more champions, variety of game. Wouldn't that make LFGing much more difficult? A lot of my friends are taking breaks, so I find myself on LFG often, and currently I can run all three mods. With more variety, wouldn't that be a problem? I prefer more ways to interact with champions rather than variety. Well, you're kind of, you may not be doing this intentionally, you may be unintentionally doing this, but you're kind of cherry picking a little bit. Um... When I've said this, I've also said, and maybe you're not cherry picking because maybe you didn't hear this because sometimes I separate these ideas. I think primary weapons should just get those things passively as you unlock them. Right? So in September, when you get anti-barrier for hand cannons, any any hand cannons should just be able to run anti-barrier. Now, if they do anti-barrier and unstoppable, I think you should be able to toggle it by holding down reload. This should simplify it a little bit for people. A new Prime sub from uh, Fez Space Moots, thank you. And Scott Mori with five months. I also don't want to remove depth because you're having a hard time on LFG. No offense, but I'm not going to ask them to dictate the game around you because LFG is getting rough. If it's non-match-made content and they're trying to add depth, diversity, and new dynamic challenges, um... We're running Menagerie, by the way. Join Lono if you want to join up. We just lost basically everybody. Um, Then it's fine if you have to spec out and and think through mods. If you're going to LFG to run non-match-made content and people are unwilling to run champion mods, then frick them on the horse they ran in on, rode in on. What are you talking about? It's... It's non-match-made endgame content. Spec out for it. What are you doing? What You want to come in and get carried? Like, oh, I got to run anti-barrier and overload and unstoppable. Like, I got to run it all. I got to run a sword, divinity, and an unstoppable... No, I'm sorry. A sword, an anti-barrier, SMG, and an unstoppable hand cannon? Get the frick out of here. 
if they're unwilling to spec out for end game content, then why? Like that's that's not on Bungie to be like, well, we can't any more diversity or any more depth here because people are going on LFG and acting like douchers and they refuse to change their loadout. That you don't want to legislate the game to that at all. I don't think you're saying that, but I also think like that's not the way that you make end game content. That would have been like, oh well, this this boss requires a lot of high damage, so. People are going to require others to run high damage exotics or high damage heavies to beat this boss on LFG, so we shouldn't make the boss that hard. You don't legislate the content to the way that people act on LFG. Now, LFG can be symptomatic of, while nobody's interested in this content, or nobody wants to fiddle around with these champion mods, okay? You don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. You you make, you, you fix the temperature of the bathwater, right? It's like, why don't we make it to where it's easier to cycle between overload and anti-barrier. Why don't we make it passive? If we make it passive, you don't have to think about anything. You don't have to change the mods on your weapons. You just run the weapon that's relevant, and then you and then it's as simple as that. That's what I think they should do, and then they could add, as I said, in the, you know, the thing that you're pulling out, the, the suggestion that I made that you're pulling out, I said they could make something like a sniper rifle or a fusion rifle suddenly viable in PvE by saying, oh, hey, there's these new champions. They've got armor on them, and you have to use an armor buster mod on a sniper. Snipers are suddenly relevant. They're not that relevant right now. Even before the nerf, they weren't that relevant. People were running Izanagi's, and that's about it. Now they'd be running like Anarchy in a, in a, in a sniper because they'd put a couple Anarchies on the ground and then continue to get damaged. But again, that was a really unique, you know, version of, uh, you know, running, you know, running a sniper. That wasn't like, you You weren't like kidding out and using your sniper all the time. You're using it in like a very, very specific way. So if you went into endgame content, they're like, oh yeah, you need an armor buster mod. You can run that on a fusion, a fusion or a sniper. Suddenly fusions and snipers have relevancy that they didn't previously have. And you're like, well, that's going to add too much complexity and people aren't going to want to do that. And, you know, they already don't do that. Well, if they did it passively, so like, hey, you unlocked anti-barrier and overload for hand cannons. It's always active on your hand cannon and you just have to use uh you know hold down reload to cycle through that way you know it's just kind of always active as long as you're running the hand cannon you'd have access to both of those now if somebody's gonna push back and be like yeah i don't want to do that i don't want to have to run a particular primary well if bungie does it right then a lot of the primaries should just like if you are supposed to run overload or unstoppable there should be at least a primary in your inventory that you're willing to use to get that and again if you're not willing to do that I do think you have to be willing to meet in the middle here I don't like Bungie coming to us and being like you gotta run this 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 and this I don't want that I don't want a freaking grocery list to be like okay I, I had all these god rolls and all these loadouts that I really liked using but I have to use this okay I don't want to I don't want to go that far but I also don't want to go down the other ditch and say, Bungie, you just leave me alone. If I want to run endgame content with all sidearms, that's what I'm going to do. Well, no, I don't think that that's reasonable either. We don't we don't want them to dictate to us how to play every jot and tittle. And it's a two-way street, vice versa. I shouldn't be like, I should be able to go into a raid and just run a bunch of trash roll blues and uh, we should be able to one-cycle these bosses. Like... 
it's give and take, man. If they're going to make truly dynamic content, do you want them to stack up negative modifiers and a power delta? Or would you prefer some combat dynamics where, oh, here comes an armor you know, enemy. I got to use an armor buster weapon. Here comes an anti-barrier overload, unstoppable, whatever. Like here comes something that I have. I have something in my inventory to mitigate that pain. That to me, that to me is how PVE content should feel. That, that feels like a dynamic engagement. That feels like something where you can adjust your loadout and switch things around and mitigate pain. That's not a curated loadout in a raid where they're like, you got to run a sidearm, a scout, and a grenade launcher, and you're like, I don't really want to run that. It's not telling you what to run. It's like a soft push towards certain weapon archetypes or whatever to run and interact with them, the champions. Uh, Light Leap. Do you think Bungie should be more open in their communication, what their plans are for the future? Uh, Even though... They mention lack of aspirational loot, sunsetting. Why do you think they mention nothing in general uh, about loot of loot incentive? No lightfall specific loot straight. No, they did though. They did. They said that it, I felt like they were really honest about the nightfall. They were honest about Grandmaster Nightfall. They were like, you know what? This is not meant to be a loot grind. This is the main reason you're going to do this is for the completion and the and the title. I don't know. That felt pretty honest to me. <laughs> that felt pretty transparent to me. Now, is it what we asked for? No, it's a parent giving you the train coloring book for Christmas, even though you wanted an electric train, and they're being honest with you and saying, you know, it's, it's really not in the cards right now. You know, we really can't do, we really can't do the electric train right now. So, it, you know, it's, it's a train coloring book, and, you know, mom and dad are sorry. <laughs> you know? And that doesn't mean, that doesn't make it better. That doesn't make it less disappointing when you get the train coloring book instead of the electric train set. But at least they're telling us, like, this is the way they've designed it. This is the way it's probably going to go for a lot of folks. Um, I would I would say, I would say that's better than them not saying anything at all. We just find out from running it. Wouldn't you rather know ahead of time, like, man, I got to be 1025 and it's this crazy Delta and blah, 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 blah. Okay, let's get in here. Let's hack through this. And then you get to the end of the first uh, Grandmaster Nightfall and you're like, that's it? An Ascendant Shard, an Exotic, that's it? And I guess I'm working on the title? Wouldn't you rather know ahead of time? I think them telling us ahead of time was actually a really, really nice gesture to be like, Oh, just want to make sure we're all on the same page here. Uh, <laughs> if you slog through this, you're not going to be getting some kind of special loot. You're not going to be getting some kind of like new awesome thing. You know, the drop rates are increased, obviously, but you know, it's it's not it's not going to suddenly be this, you know, loot shower. And I actually think that that was a that was probably a good call to tell us ahead of time. Cataclysmic. Do you think that they should update the weapons you can make in the menagerie? People have been asking that for a while. I, I don't know. Um, I think it's a great place to put to put outdated loot, like to bring it back, so you can like grind for something. But I definitely think that there is um, maybe other other content should get it first. Blind well and escalation protocol. I think deserve it first if they're gonna retread or put stuff back in or revisit or re- retool. I, you know, EP and Blind Well are kind of like, I think, uh, they've, they've waited their turn a little bit longer to get a little repurpose, a little love. And they've done some quality updates, uh, to EP. But, uh, I would prefer, I would prefer them to do, like, a loot, a loot retread there first before Menagerie. 
Aaron Kill. Bungie can't protect people from their feelings and expectations, but have they failed in communicating how lean seasons would be? Th- th- no, this is where I'm going to defend Bungie. I've ad- I've admitted openly that the content's thinner and that PvP is is being poorly managed. I've admitted that, so I'm not being this always positive Bungie shell apologist, even though you know two brain cell idiots will say that on YouTube. I but I will say they've done a good job in this regard. Luke Smith said before the season started that last year was not something that they could do again. That you know this year was going to be less substantive um they did a really weird like 45 minute stream for season of dawn and then for season of worthy they didn't do a stream they didn't hype it up at all if anything they did the opposite i feel like they have done i would consider it to be a pretty respectable and honest job not hyping up the seasons not making it seem like we're going to get this insane amount of content like you know i i don't i really really don't think they have over uh they have over marketed it or over baked the cake or whatever you want to call it they've not done that at all if anything, I found their some of their communication to be really, really lacking, and they kept saying they were leaving it up to our own discovery. I just got a skull. I just got a freaking skull, man. I wish skull could come back out of the trenches. A 66. Oh, that's nice, too. That's nice, too. It's a little high on resilience and strength, though. It's not the best stat distribution, but... Um, yeah. Mm-mm-mm. Luke Smith is a liar. What did he lie about? Go ahead and put that in chat, please. Back up your uh, baseless assertion with facts instead of just asserting it. I know you're probably used to not having to do that. You know, your mom probably, you know, tucks you into bed at night and tells you you're special and you think assertions are arguments. But like, I'd love to see you back that up with uh, facts instead of just asserting it. Can't can't wait to read this thesis from you. I'm sure it'll be. Amazing! I'm sure it'll be really intellectual and thoughtful. Um, it's going to be. I, I'm. I'm anticipating th- this is going to be like reading a history book uh, for for a college level class. Walakazam, do you think Destiny Two should be crossplay? Personally, I don't know. I mean, they've said that they're open to crossplay. Uh, Mark Noseworthy said they're looking into it, but presently they uh, they can't. So they want to, but they presently aren't doing that. Uh, cross save, I think, was step one. Is it more likely Bungie will try to commit more time to PvP aspect, or do you think in the recent problems in new games like Valorant will make Bungie actually cut back? I, I don't think Bungie looks at other companies and other games and make their decisions based off of them. They're not like, well, look at the problems Valorant's having. Look, we better we better cut PvP from our game. I don't think they think that way. They, they, they don't they don't they don't make decisions based off of like. Well, we better we better do XYZ because this company had a really hard time with blah blah blah. Now certainly they should have been prepared based off of I don't know virtually any free to play game ever created. Uh, they should have been more equipped for cheating. Um, a free to play game in Steam, a hundred percent. I think they should have said we we probably need to be a lot more equipped than we are. Um, I personally think that they knew it was going to be a problem, which is why they did it now instead of later. I think they wanted to get through these these this pain 
so that if they really land the adept weaponry and all the things that people are asking for if they really land that in future seasons they want to they want to get all these ducks in a row first um, and people are like, well, it's just making excuses, blow, just launch something that's crappy. They're going to fix it later. That's classic Bungie. I, you know, I mean, that's what the artifact is. That's what the season pass is. These are things that they launched. Whoops, wrong one. But these are things that they launched that will likely get quality of life changes and improvements and tweaks and adjustments based off of our feedback. Um, and, you know, that'll be that'll just be kind of the that's par for the course in any game like this. They put something out we say yay nay maybe kind of no it's trash and then they make adjustments accordingly i mean that's not an abnormal thing for a developer to do uh that's not unique to uh that's not unique to bungie donnie today was the first time it happened i started destiny went to the tower to pick up my daily bounders and realized last week's of heavy grinding why am i doing this i'm not answering your question you just want to complain bird bro is this not what Bungie wanted? Players not having the ability to take a break if they have particular interest in a season and jump back in uh, and it catches their eye. Well, yeah, I don't think... And this is where I think people always want to... You're going to complain out of both sides of your mouth. If people were like... If if Bungie set it up to where you literally couldn't take a break, you literally... You, you literally would just play and play and play and play and play. Like, I can't keep ahead. I can't keep ahead. It's just taking so long to get anywhere. You know, then I think people would complain about that. And in fact, people did complain about that. They felt like it was a job. They couldn't get ahead. The leveling, you know, all these things in, in past seasons where, you know, folks felt like the rhythm was so, so demanding. And then when they make it to where like yeah you can kind of get ahead of the rhythms and take a break people are like acting like that is a that's a sign of oh a chaos and the game is a failure now i would say that looking at the current structure that's not actually true you do have to play because of fomo presently luke smith says they want to minimize fomo going forward that he thinks that there's too much right now and um, and I, I don't, I don't disagree with him. I don't disagree with him. I think there probably is a little too much FOMO. I didn't like telling people that they had to run, you know, a certain piece of content to get this martyrs retribution grenade launcher. I was like, oh, but you can't get it anymore. I didn't like how that felt. I, I personally think that they, they should be trying to maybe do a little less FOMO. I welcomed his suggestion that they would start doing, uh, more in reinvigoration of existing content and obviously I've been banging on that drum for a long time escalation protocol blind well strikes um you know any any litany of things in the game that feel like they've been kind of getting ignored well you know we've been we've been talking about this stuff you know kind of for a while and I would I would I would say that they seem to be leaning away from that pressure of you got to play or you're going to miss out. Now, that doesn't mean that you're not going to feel like if you miss a season, you miss out to some degree. I mean, it's kind of stupid to act like there can't be literally any FOMO. Like, FOMO is not the devil. There's going to be low-level FOMO anytime they do content. Because if you don't play when it's relevant, it you know, less people play, less people care. Escalation Protocol is a perfect example. 
you can go play Escalation Protocol right now. It's going to be harder to do. There's less people running it. There's less people that care. You try and do Menagerie right now on Matchmake. You might have a hard time getting people in here that know what they're doing, that are competent, that understand the encounter. Why? It's less relevant. It's not It's not at the top of the pecking order for a lot of folks right now. Now, obviously, if they're trying to get a retold tale or something, um, the, these are, you know, these are things that, you know, that I think you're always going to sort of feel to some degree. You're not going to want to just sit on the sidelines whenever content comes out. But at the same time, when the content literally goes away and they can't get the guns, that's that's a little too much. Um, So I would say that if you're going to make a change in the content right now, you're always going to get complaint. You're going to get people that are like, well, it's not new. They're just just rejuvenating. They're just reskinning. Like, you're going to get people to say that. You're going to get people uh, that think, oh, it's too much FOMO. Oh, the content just goes away. The content's not sticking around. Um, you're also going to get people, you know what I mean? If you make Steve mad, Bob's happy. If you make Bob mad, Steve's happy. Like, that's kind of how it goes. We have room for one more if you want to use the join Lono command. Um, so, it's just one of those things where, in general, I, I think that the way the way that they're structuring the content they're always going to have somebody that feels like they're not getting what they asked for so no hate but my question 25 was indeed a question at least at the end i don't get why you wouldn't read the whole question before judging because it's not my like i don't do q a to hear you complain for three sentences so that you can ask a question that's not why i do q a too many people are doing it recently so i'm shooting those questions down i don't do q a to listen to you whine about the game and then ask a question we're shooting down paragraphs because it just gets exhausting to have to read through someone unhappy i'm unhappy i'm unhappy what can bungie do to fix this and it's just like that's not why i do q a i if that's upsetting distressing or you don't want to watch me anymore or submit to q a I don't generally care. That's not why I do Q&A. I don't want to sit here and read whiners for 35 minutes in a row. Like, too many people are doing that. I'm not saying you're doing that. But the minute I read a question, that's what it sounds like, I just skip right over it. I'm like, I don't do this to sit here and listen to you complain. You know? Like, that's too many people are doing... Like, I'm going to go into q and I'm going to complain about how I'm bored, don't have anything to do, or I don't want to play anymore, or blah, blah, blah. And then you ask, what can Bungie do about this? Or it's just like, just maybe say, what can Bungie do to spice up bounties? People, A lot of people are sick of doing bounties. Instead of saying, I logged in, grabbed all my bounties, started doing them, realized I was bored and hated bounties, and, and then I slapped my then I slapped my leg, and doggone it, why can't they make bounties better? It's like, that. I don't, I don't want to answer a question like that. It's just some big pontification about how you're unhappy. A thousand bits from uh, Fez Space. Thank you. Mm-mm-mm. Skilla Killa, off topic a little bit, but do you think Bungie should open their code for designing armor and cosmetics for the community to make similar to what Warframe does? I'm not against this, but this doesn't matter right now. I've I've said for a while it'd be great if clans could make their own shaders and their own emblems, because if you go into your clan emblem right now, like you go to your clan banner, all of these design elements are in the game. That wolf face, the chevron, the colors. Like this is the crimson valor, like shutter, uh, like colors. These are the ones that come on that on that shader. Um, 
it'd be great if you could make your own emblems, your own shaders. It's just not a front burner issue right now. I'm not going to be like, hey, Bungie, can you let us design our own armor? It's like, we need we need so many other things in the game right now. This is like window dressing, and the walls have holes in them. You know what I mean? Getting nice curtains when you got holes in the drywall and leaky pipes. It's like, why are you buying curtains right now? This feels like curtains. The house has got a lot of things that need to be fixed first before you want to go, you know, curtain shopping. My analogies are shifting towards home improvement because I'm closing on a house in a couple of days. Uh, tell your dog I said hi. Root, uh, do you think if Bungie put more story or lore into the grind, there would be a lot less burnout? No. No. If you suddenly ran a strike or if what, so what if I'm running the public event, I'm going to grin through it and have a blast. If it's got lore in it, the public event sucks. It isn't fun. I don't like it. It's a meat grinder. It's easy to mess up. The the enemies teleport and cheat and slow you down. (laughs) That's what it feels like. I'm not going to have a better time. If you start barking lore in my ear, like guys, isn't this great? You hear that? Did you hear what the ghost said? You didn't hear it? Oh, oh. Yeah, well, the ghost said that the Siva... Shut up, Carl! We don't care about the Siva. <laughs> like, we're, we're just trying to get loot. And this guy over here ruined the public event, or he threw the ball away. Yeah, but guys, it really, really adds depth to the story right now. What it means is that ultimately Rasputin is... Just shut up, Carl! Like, <laughs> I can't see anybody being like happier with content they're not enjoying if there's lore injected into it this is this is not something i'm against i'm not against it lore is cool but the best example i can give you is undying mind undying mind shows up in vex offensive and the dialogue was actually pretty dope it was actually pretty dope what we did was actually pretty dope what did it do to vex offensive virtually nothing it did virtually nothing so no one cared they didn't care about the lore they didn't care about what what Ikora said what our ghost said they didn't give a rip they're like that was lame they're like nothing happened you know in all fairness Carl never shuts his yapper do you get my point like I'm not shooting down lore and being like lore sucks shut up lore lovers that's not what I'm saying I'm saying I, I don't think if the content's weak people give a rip about the lore I think they're always going to kind of feel like, well, okay, but what about the loot? What about the, you know, if you go and you play, you know, Grandmaster Nightfalls and you're getting your freaking, you know, face beat and you're failing and wiping, you're not going to be like, well, the lore is great. You also have to consider something. After like a week, who gives a crap? Who gives a crap? After like a week, you're not listening to that anymore. You're just playing it for the loot. When you play strikes, how many times have I played a strike and I'm like, oh, I never heard that before. I didn't realize that. (laughs) How many times? I'm like, I didn't realize they said that. Because it's just you ignore it. You tune it out. I don't think lore can save weak content. Or make it better. Light. I don't know what that says. Lights in Thasky. Uh, what are your thoughts on Menagerie resetting the weapon pool each season? People ask about this all the time, so I'm going to skip because I already asked that a little bit ago. Cindera, do you think that the content suffers from the content itself or the lack of incentive? Personally, I miss going for rare shaders, ships, armor sets, sparrows, ghosts. I feel like that makes all activities seem more appetizing. Well, 
this is a both and I don't think it's if you were to pull the community right now you're not going to be like we pulled 100 out of 100 guardians and all 100 guardians said it's because of the content or it's because of the incentive it's kind of a mixture of both you know reckoning was unenjoyable for two reasons not that fun super punishing easy to fail so the experience sucked and the reward structure sucked now here's the real kicker what would make you put up with not so great content loops rewards if reckoning would have landed in its original state but the drop rate and the reward structure would have been amazing you would have run it you'd have run it you'd have been like oh yeah well it kind of sucks fail rate's kind of annoying but i'm getting tons of i'm getting tons of the doom what was that what was the grenade launcher i forget the name of it i'm getting tons of spare rations there were a lot of great weapons in there by the way the auto rifle is solid the pulse rifle is solid the hand cannon solid the doomsday grenade launcher was unique at the time you know dude People would freaking play that all day, every day if it would have had better reward structure. No doubt. No doubt at all. So anytime if Bungie's like, okay, we can only do one or the other. Do we focus on making the content really enjoyable or do we focus on making the content really rewarding? What do we... Rewarding! What do we do? Rewarding! Make it rewarding! Settle down! Put your hand down. We're just spitballing here. No, make it rewarding. Make it rewarding. That's that you do that every time. If you're choosing between the two, make it rewarding. No doubt. Zero question. People will grind strikes. They will grind nightfalls. They will play until their eyes bleed if it's rewarding and there's dope stuff in there. But if you're like, if the loot's ho-hum, I don't care how fun the encounter is. I don't care how cool the encounter is and I can prove it. Garden of Salvation. Garden of Salvation is a fun raid. It really is. The encounters are cool. They're unique. I enjoy them. There's a lot of movement. Some of the intensity kind of smacks of Wrath of the Machine. And the rewards are a freaking yawn. So I don't play it. And neither do you. And neither do a lot of people. So you can make an incredible raid. It's got to be one of the coolest looking raids. Some of the best set pieces. The encounters are really fun. And guess what? The rewards are a freaking snooze fest. So who's going in there? And when do I go in there? I went in there for power. I'm yawning thinking about it. Like I ran garden for power, not for loot. I ran it for power. I ran it for pinnacles. Come on. It's clear, it's so clear that if loot is lacking, players are just going to fall off. Like, what do you think's happening in the trials right now? What do you think's going on? Let me ask you something. If there were truly adept, really nice, dope weapons and gear and armor in that flawless chest, do you think people would be quitting or would they be playing? Would they be putting up with it? Would they be putting up with the cheaters and the error codes? What do you, what do you think? Do you think the player base numbers would go up? Or would they go down? They go up. People are like, it sucks, but I gotta get that gun. I gotta get that adept roll. I gotta get that piece. But it's like, 
it's like the the, the the engagement's holding on by a thread it's like ooh there's error codes there's cheats and people are like yeah the loot's not that great and the bottom just falls off and everyone's like yeah I'll come back in a season when when it's better you know I'll come back next time there'll be more cheaters <laughs> Well, maybe, maybe. Shut up, Mr. Coos. You're probably right. There probably would be more cheaters, but still, you would hope that the player base numbers would go up enough to kind of mitigate some of that. The, the hardcore players, the grinders, the carriers, the people going flawless every weekend, there'd probably be more of them because they'd be like, dude, the loot is worth it. It just isn't worth it right now. The loot's kind of a snooze. Yeah, we have plenty of questions. You guys don't need to submit any more. Arkins. Uh, daily player base engagement seems to be as good as Dawn. Why are people comparing the state of the game to Curse of Osiris when the game was arguably at its lowest? Well, the Reddit posts and the tweets and the things I see are all made by folks that don't back up their position with facts. It's either a clickbait video or it's a clickbait, you know, thread where they know they're going to get a bunch of clicks and a bunch of views and... I mean, somebody said it on Twitter the other night. It was True Vanguard. He said, if you make a negative post right now, you get twice your engagement. If you get, like, if you do a video that is even remotely positive, he says you get half your enga- you get half the engagement. Why? Because the malcontents go to go to the go to YouTube and Reddit to 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 feel better about how they're frustrated, right? It makes sense. If you're an unhappy customer, you're way more likely to go read a review. You're way more likely to go and and voice your opinion so the people that talk about the game like it's at its lowest point people comment on my youtube all the time like this game is just dying it's on its last leg this it's 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 on the verge of collapse and i'm like you do know that like over a million people are playing every day right like (laughs) what are you talking about it's on the verge of collapse it's on its last leg with just a measly piddly million players a day, half a decade into its franchise life. Like, wait, what? <laughs> wait a minute, huh? Like, I, it, it's, it's one of those things where it, people have always done this. You know, if, if things are going bad, then they want to act like the sky is falling and the game's going to die. If they're unhappy, then everything is terrible. Everything, you know, the, the game the game's on its last leg. And wait, where are we supposed to be going? Oh, everybody skipped the middle. Hilarious. The one we were already all on. A million people are sitting in orbit. Yeah, sure. That's fine. Yeah. Living in denial is, you know, a choice. Uh, I missed some subs here. Bulldog with three months. That is a blue badge. Five months from Hulk Hogan's wife. Uh, I am the Atomic Warrus, four months, eight months from Taffy, and Papa Trolls with a brand new Prime sub, thank you, and then Birthday Bear with two months, thanks for all you do, really been enjoying the stream, thank you very much, welcome back. Was I the only one with a well? G-mini. That was rough, we kept dying. So, listen, when I say everything I just said, I'm not denigrating and dismissing criticism. It's one thing to say, man, I'm unhappy right now. Man, I wish things were better. Here are a bunch of problems with Destiny. Here are a bunch of problems with Trials, okay? There, 
I am not dismissing those criticisms. I have made many of those criticisms, but I've also not said the game is dying. The game is in trouble. It's on its last leg. It's on the verge of collapse. Now, I do think Trials can experience what I would consider to be death. It would be a death. It would die. If you get under 200,000 players, I think that that is... is that's a death and it's going to continue to quote unquote die as in it's like an active decay um I've already switched all through all my characters wait is it daily is it three a day or is it three per week on the on on this can I do it three times for double drops a day or is it weekly I can't remember oh per week yeah I've already done it I've already rotated through all my characters I'll just stay on well donut robot with a brand new prime sub thank you at hun with 29 months thank you very much I'm also upset the community is angry with Bungie when the community seems to be defined as DTG well we got room for two more I've said many times, I've just come to appreciate the boxing match. If you're angry and posting on Reddit, the forums are in my chat, then you're an invested player, and that's better than you being a disinterested player. So, I've just come to enjoy the boxing match, but I also see the forest for the trees. People that act like the game is imploding, it's on its last leg, it's dying, it's, it's you know, Bungie, Bungie's gotta, gotta do something right now. I've only used that language with respect to Trials because Trials literally is a game mode that runs on the engine of a player funnel. I've never talked about the game at large that way. Trials, as a game mode, won't work if you just keep losing players. It literally needs players to work. So when I say Trials will continue to die or it will ultimately experience what will feel like a death... It's because you literally can't sustain that player base if it just continues to hemorrhage. If you get down into the 100,000s of players, it's going to be bad. It's already bad. You're going to talk you're talking about long long wait times. Laggy laggy games. Probably a significantly greater number of cheaters because you're going to have more of a probability of running into them. That I'm telling you, that trials engaged player base is really, really hurting. Now, PVE, I don't know how PVE is surviving. I thought PVE was going to be in bad shape by now, and it's actually doing relatively well. I honestly did. I thought PVE was going to be in super bad shape. Uh, Timbo, Timberwolf. Do you think that the game going to PC ultimately has hurt the content and the player count? No, because it blew. It made the player count bigger than it could be, and so did free to play. It's it's there's two sides of the coin. I don't think so, Captain. Do you think that when they said watchable, they mean the people to do stream streamer style carries, kind of a parallel to trials carries? No, I do not think so. I don't think that was what they had in mind. I think they were like, if you watch somebody do this, it should be watchable. It shouldn't be absolute misery and terrible the numbers aren't the end all be all the types of players that repeatedly engage with content uh, does matter and it's seemingly ignored because the numbers are still high that's my issue with relying on quantitative data right but I'm going to throw it right back in your face Jay then what what are you going to use then look at how many people are are complaining on reddit Uh I can use the same logic you just used on me that's just quantitative data. You're just adding up upvotes on a Reddit post. You're just adding up the number of people complaining. 
what's your measure then of player satisfaction if if player engagement numbers are suspect because it's just quantitative data then so is your reddit threads so is your comments on youtube so is all of it all of it's suspect at that point you're eroding any semblance of like a what how do we measure how good the game is doing right like I'm not saying Reddit's not instructive and helpful. When people get upset and go, it's join Lono is the command. If you guys are trying to join me, the command is join Lono, exclamation point, join Lono. I'm not saying that Reddit and the forums can't give us information about why people aren't happy, why people aren't playing. That's helpful, okay? But so is seeing that like over a million people are still logging in and playing PVE every day. So Bungie's got to say, well, we're doing something right. There's clearly a, a, a group of players that have been captured and have maintained their engagement with this game day to day. Look, we're saying the same thing about PvP. The player base numbers and trials are going down. The PvP numbers and in, in, in the PvP numbers since dawn have been going down. That's a sign of trouble. So you can't act like, oh, it's a sign of trouble in the Crucible, but when they're maintaining PvE, it's suspect. Come on, you now you're just cherry picking data points. If we're going to look at trials engagement numbers and crucible engagement numbers and we're seeing them going down and we're saying that's a sign of trouble, then you can't then conversely say, oh, but if people keep playing PVE and over a million people a day are playing PVE, that's somehow like that, that's suspect and we can't really use that. It, it's it's both and they're they're clearly getting something right with the daily ritualistic PVE player base. They're getting something right. Are they satisfying the hardcore player, the aspirational player? No. Glad, Chevy, Reddit, forums, YouTube, all of those are indicative of the fact that they're not really satisfying the aspirational players. Okay. Luke Smith spoke to that in his director's cut. They're going to try and answer that in year four. No one should be shocked that like year three is not satisfying the aspirational players when the director of the franchise comes out and says, we need to refuel aspiration. It's lacking. We're looking to do that in year four. We shouldn't be scratching our heads in year three and be like, gee, I wonder why aspirational care uh, players are kind of bored right now. I mean, the head of the franchise just basically said that it's lacking, needs refueled, and they're setting their sights on year four as the time where they can kind of reignite and refuel aspiration. But, you know, I, we just can't seem to figure out why right now in year three that, you know, these players are unsatisfied. He basically said if you are an aspirational player, hardcore player, somebody going for the absolute best content, best loot, you're probably going to be finding year three lacking. I think it's less about PVE numbers because a PVE player is counted as someone who touches any planet. It doesn't quantify how uh, how many touch the bunkers, for example. That's data I would like to know. I don't disagree with you, Wheezy, but still. <laughs> how many people out of the million are just like, yep, I logged in, touched a planet, I'm done. They're doing something. They're doing something. You know, like, I'm not saying that, like, all million are playing for a stu- like, just unbelievable amounts of time, and they're loving it, and they're as happy as ever, but again, a sustained player base number is indicative of health. On the same token, when we looked at Black Armory, and Drifter, and Opulence, and we saw big spikes, and then big drops, we attributed that to all the people saying, I don't like the leveling, I can't level up, leveling's too slow, I need to level to get into the content, and Bungie answered with surge bounties. So, 
we we looked at the player base numbers then and when they spiked and dropped we were like it's probably related to the leveling and in year three they make leveling more streamlined more automatic they add the artifact they add the season pass they add more of a daily ritualistic grind with dailies weeklies and repeatable bounties and the hardcore players complain because they burn through it and they're sick of it but then the rest of the player base seems to be completely content to just log in and do something every day that's why I say they're doing something right. That's not me saying everything is perfect. That means they've got something right right now. There's clearly a, sem- a, a group of play- players day-to-day, week-to-week that are they're just logging in every day. I'd like to see the average time engaged as opposed to a login check. Well, but again, you have people that only play like an hour a night, and then you have people that play eight hours a day. There's a huge, there's a huge discrepancy. There are people that will log in every night, grab some bounties, and just go play for like an hour. And most people live in the public space; they just go and patrol. They don't care. They don't give a frick about all this stuff that we talk about. It's been that way since D one. The lion's share of the player base just hangs out in the public space. American Grizzly. I'm taking a break from Destiny right now, too. Do you have any games you would recommend for players who want to take a break? Uh, no. Anthony. I'm a, that's not what PD, that's not what Q&A is for, dude. Use Amazon or game review sites. Anthony. I'm a PvP player, but I do enjoy PvE. What percentage of people do you think are adding to the daily player base count for PvE? Not due to upgrading the bunkers, but grinding out power, the old annual pass content for trials like me. I have literally no way to answer this. I have no idea what percentage of people are doing that. Hockey Dan. Do you think Bungie should come out and consider letting the community know their discreet plans for Destiny going forward? It seems like a lot of the dedicated player base is falling off partially because the future of the franchise is unknown. So when Luke Smith writes a director's cut and says, here's what's lacking in year three, here's what we want to make better in year four, you don't think that's an answer to your question? What's he supposed to do? What, put, put a camera in their board meetings? Like, I don't know what people want. He, he, he literally wrote a director's cut as the head of the franchise and said, this is what's lacking in year three. This is what we'd like to work on for year four. I don't understand. How is that not him saying, here's what we're going to try and do going forward with the franchise. Here's our goals. Here's our long-term plan. Just show the fall expansion trailer. Look, there's still a business and there's an art to promoting your video game. You can't start promoting something that's months away if you have things in the immediate that you would like to be purchased because people would be like, well, I'm just going to wait for that. It looks way better. You don't think trailers and details about whatever's happening in September are probably going to look nicer than Season of the Worthy Marketing? Like, people would look at Season of the Worthy Marketing like, yeah, but look what's happening in September. I'm just going to wait. Like, you can't. There's an art. There's an art here. They, they gotta sell in the immediate while also building something awesome further down the line. And they can't just constantly tell you, listen, we are freaking spoiled, man. As far as developer communication, we actually get really, really good communication. We get very regular communication and updates. We get, we get a weekly blog. <laughs> we get community managers that answer questions on Reddit and Twitter. Like, with... 
we got it pretty good, man. I'm not saying that th- that it's been perfect. I I don't I I didn't I didn't appreciate their dialogue uh surrounding anti cheat. I found their dialogue centered around anti cheat to be frustrating, and they put too much of an impetus on what we should be doing, and I found it to be a little annoying. But by and large. I think they've done a very good job. They won an award for crying out loud for the way that they interact with their community because but most companies do not do what they do. Now, look at the Bungie message boards. Whoever's in charge of the forums has been doing a terrible job for a while. I, I, have, I have ranted about that for a while, right? I've ranted about that for a while. There are people that have just gone and written like hateful posts about me and they're up for weeks and months at a time and they never get deleted. We literally report them. I I and my mods have reported pieces that break the terms and conditions of the forums and they just they don't they just sit there. So I don't know if that's a fire they don't have time to put out right now. But yeah, I mean Ikugan showed that with his clip. Like here's basically people using your forums to promote cheating. Uh yeah, evolution with two months, thank you. Trust between players and Bungie is kind of broken. All this errors, cheaters, even bugs. Right, and this is why... This is why anti-cheat was such a hot topic, right? It's why I talked about it. It's why we made videos and had conversations about it. It's why so many people were curious about anti-cheat. Because it, it, it doesn't matter how good your game is. If somebody's cheating, it ruins the. It just ruins the experience. And I'll give you an example with my kids. We've been playing games with them recently, like board games. And my daughter has a pretty bad habit of wanting to kind of break the rules. She rolls the dice. She doesn't like the roll that she got, and she wants to roll again. Now, they're kids, and it's a kid's game. I don't care if I win or not, but it almost immediately takes the enjoyment factor down because then my son gets angry and he doesn't like what she's doing and then he wants to do it. And so it immediately, even in a children's board game, if one person starts cheating, the whole the whole thing just gets kind of ruined. It doesn't matter how cool the game is or how fun the game is or how well the game is designed. None of that matters. It doesn't matter if I keep a good attitude or my son keeps good attitude. It, it hurts the experience almost instantly. So it doesn't matter that Luke Smith wrote his director's cut. None of those things matter. All that stuff just starts to fall on deaf ears because it's like, yeah, but I'm getting error messages and running into cheaters, right? I'm running into cheaters, man. It doesn't, they don't, you think anybody right now gives a rip about Luke Smith's director's cut when they lose a flawless card to cheaters? You think they give a rip about Bungie's weekly twabs and their community managers when they lose flawless to a beaver error? No, they don't give a crap about any of that. That's why when you say like they're, they're, the trust and the confidence is broken, I agree with you. I do. I think we've gotten it pretty good, though. I think they have done a really good job communicating with us, making sure we're well well informed about what's going on. But I think, I think in in a very, very large sense, none of that matters if you just keep getting keep getting error coded. When I installed Valorant, it made me restart my computer to install an anti-cheat. Why can't Bungie do that? Like I said in my video, in a couple of videos, even now recently, multiple times, I have said a frontline anti-cheat I don't think is is an option anymore. It's a requirement. You, you can't... Look, listen. I don't want to beat this dead horse, but 
don't write a blog post talking about your anti-cheat, how it runs in the background, people saying we don't have an anti-cheat, that's a false narrative. Okay, well, you just made things look a lot worse. Because you just said you have anti-cheat and it runs in the background and you have people cheating in trials, they get to like 88 games. The one guy that was on the, the leaderboards the one day had played 220 rounds. What kind of a Bush League anti-cheat are you running when that guy is not banned within the day? What What are you running? What is it? It's whatever it is, it's awful. They shouldn't even have brought it up. They shouldn't. They should not have brought it up. You it's whatever it is is a joke. It's a joke. We shouldn't be seeing any cheaters. Listen. Listen. If it's not widespread, then why are we seeing so many? Why? If it's not widespread, you should be able to shut it down pretty easily. It should be pretty easy to spot these people. Their stats become outliers. We're submitting reports. There's video evidence. And multiple times now, I saw I saw Bife tweet about this. I've seen numerous people basically say, I'm running into cheaters we reported weeks ago. I'm running, I'm running into people we report we've already reported. So like it it I it they shouldn't even approach the subject because you brought it up and now it's like it's honestly I think kind of made things worse. It's like, oh you're running anti-cheat? Well, then why in the blue frick is this guy in the leaderboards with 88 games played? With, with with like a 400 KD, what? How's he? How's he not getting caught? Within within like what six hours that guy should be caught. Where's the re- Where's the report? Like what's going on? Like they shouldn't even have brought it up. They shouldn't even have brought it up. So I can sit here and be like, man, Bungie does a great job. Weekly twabs. I think Luke Smith's director's cut really set a good trajectory for the future of the franchise. I feel really good about September. None of that matters when you got guys, you know, with fully automatic mountaintops and sniper rifles and aim bots and wall hacks. No one gives a rip about any of that stuff. No one gives a rip about any of that stuff. So in, in the interview with the cheater, I think is enumerating there are there are holes and flaws in their anti-cheat. I don't think we needed that interview to know that. I don't think we needed the interview to know that at all. I think we knew it. It's like, come on, man. We're finding cheaters. We are literally finding cheaters on stat-checking websites, and you guys aren't. Like, how is this even possible? Listen, I get it. If somebody's toggling, if somebody's toggling a wall hack or an aim bot, and that doesn't stand out as much as someone with, like, I don't know, a 4,000 KD with 220 rounds played, um... Yeah, you can use the interview command in chat. There's a, there's a cheater that got interviewed by a streamer who was like, hey, you just cheated against us. Could I interview you? It's freaking eye-opening. Um, uh, in, we, I think we knew that it wasn't working very well, and that interview kind of like shows, like, they, these guys don't give a frick, man. They're just cheating all the time. Like, there's, they don't even, they're not even worried about getting caught. They're like, we know what metrics not to push. We know what things not to do. Say what you want about Wish You Luck, but he even said, he's like, as soon as we went to Steam free to play, all of a sudden, every sweat player's stats went up, you know? I've been saying this since Dylan tweeted about it. Bungie does not have anti-cheat. There has to be a legal clause in Destiny Eula to have automated banning. Yeah, I mean, there you go. I, <laughs> I'm not saying sweats are cheating. I'm just saying as soon as we went to Steam, you know, 
as soon as we went to Steam, which is like everybody's stats went up. That that's a little something. Oh man, if they ever make 140s compete, that is a nice one. Accurized rounds, feeding frenzy, kill clip, range, old fashioned, dude. If 140s ever, uh, if they ever get some love, that could be a really good roll. Right now, obviously, you would run the dire promise, but still, because I've got a, I've got a really good dire for crucible. We're trying to get a really good. Uh, we're trying to get a really good one here. We got um, great. We got great. Our beloved dropped right away, and so we spent all of our good RNG on that. <laughs> we spent all of our good RNG on that. Still, Akilla says, coming from a, rain- a background in Rainbow Six Siege, cheaters have been a problem for forever. What Yubi does is they gather all the cheats that pop up in a six-month period, and they find how to counteract them. Then they ban thousands of accounts. Do you think Bungie is doing the same? Homie, I got no clue what they're doing. I have no clue. It, it doesn't even seem like the bans are permanent. If they're banning people, they're jumping either right back in on another account, and they're making the exact same username... I have had numerous what I would consider to be reputable sources on Twitter saying I'm running into people that we reported weeks ago. I I, what, I don't know what I'm supposed to say when I read that. Oh no. <laughs> no. You and the last three reputable trustworthy streamers, you're all you're just making this up. Or is it more likely, given that we find people with absurd stats with 88 games of trials played or 220 rounds played and they're not banned, like, clearly, clearly people are not getting banned. They're they're, they're slipping through the cracks or, or, or whatever. The hacker said that Bungie bans in waves, which we've seen. Yeah, they don't even seem to do, like, on the spot bans. There's a streamer who just got caught using wall hacks on stream. It's on Reddit. I think, isn't that the guy who got banned? And then there was like the funny video going on called like, and then people added like the music, like you got gatted, like the auto tune. I went and reported his stream. Um, cause he should be banned off of Twitch. I went and reported his stream cause he was promoting and talking about and using cheats on stream. So I reported him. I hope Twitch, I hope Twitch bans him. Um, so <clears throat> you guys a scumbag. Uh, dream. With the triangle ships entering our solar system, do you think we could get a turf war against the darkness as Cacus theorized? I don't know. I'm not really spending this Q&A talking about that. Rookie. Are Bungie really worried about higher selection of elite uh, taking a break? The seasonal content formula still has us logging in every week. Have Bungie really ever commended commented on player base numbers they commented on um they commented on it last night uh like year one um he was cheating for weeks and then Walla ran into him and he admitted the cheating saw a split screen on a get wrecked tweet what are they did they tweet about us um yeah as far as like player base numbers uh, they check email to sign. Oh, my wife sent that like 20 minutes ago. They, um, they talked about player base numbers in year one of destiny one a lot. They would talk about like, 
Um, they would talk about how many people were logging in. They were talking about uh, how many, you know, how long people were playing. And I don't think it went over that well. I don't think people appreciated it. Oh, it's just a bunch of streamer logos. Okay. I don't think people appreciated it because at the time, um, at the time, people were pretty unhappy. People were pretty unsatisfied with the way with the way that the game was going at the time. So people were not very satisfied with how Destiny was doing. And I think that the like flexing of their player base metrics didn't go over that well. I've never really seen Bungie do that much um, since. So... Uh, RS Wind with 24 months that's a 2 year subscription thank you RS Wind 19 months from Digital Marine a brand new Prime Sub from BREC12 Snake Doctor with 8 months 40 months from OK Otter thank you very very much um, so I don't, I don't think now would be the time for them to be like well people are logging in and playing I think you would probably just be poking aggravated players in the eyeball like they don't care that lots of people are playing they're unhappy and want things to be fixed I'm going to start to kind of fly through the questions now what's your most and least favorite part of the destiny routine in and out destiny my favorite thing to do is grind for god rolls I love it I'm addicted when I set my sights on a god roll you'll see me I was grinding nightfalls and I don't do that but I wanted a better version of the skull uh, I'm sorry of the worm husk and now I'm going for a god roll uh, waking vigil because I got a god roll beloved like I love that my least favorite thing is I like, I think leveling is awful I've never liked it I, I, I've I've never liked leveling I hate leveling I think leveling is friggin boring I want to grind for god rolls I want to get great guns and have awesome loadouts and then be able to fly through content you know I, I, I absolutely cannot stand leveling I never have liked it Not to go back to it, but you understand why it may aggravate people when you mention daily play interaction when people are unhappy. But that's not what I do, Jay. That is a misrepresentation. That's not what I do. I don't say, oh, you're unhappy. Who cares? Look at the player base numbers. That's not what I do. When people say the game is dying, imploding, or on its last leg, that's when I cite the player base numbers. There's a big difference between saying, I am really unhappy right now. PvE content's thin or pvp is lame because of cheaters and error codes or there was no adept loot right i never respond to that by being like but the player base numbers i never do that the only time i invoke player base numbers is when people use language like the game is dying everyone's quitting the game's imploding bungie has to act now now, and I even drew a distinction. I believe there's a difference between trials as a player as as a as a game mode, quote unquote, dying, and the game as a whole, quote unquote, dying. I push back against the narrative of like, oh, the game is in such bad shape, everyone's quitting. When I'm like, no, they're not. What are you talking about? This game's dead. That's usually when we cite player based numbers. When people just come in, dead game, dead game lol, dead game lol imagine playing destiny in 2020 lol like we're like yeah lots of people do but when someone's gonna come in and say i'm unhappy i'm i don't like this i don't like that every once in a while i might say you're unhappy with the seasonal format but clearly the seasonal format's doing something right because there's lots of folks playing again I'm not trying to act like, oh, you, your unhappiness doesn't matter. The player base numbers are fine. I'm saying, well, I mean, if, if Bungie really thought the seasonal format was bad, I, it's going to be hard for them to draw that conclusion because lots of folks are playing. 
you know lots of folks are playing so clearly they're 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 nailing something in the format and what's lacking what's lacking is exactly what luke smith owned up to lacking aspirational content aspirational loot they're wanting to rectify that in year four and i've said this many many times i i I said this to light leap the one time when we were going back and forth about this this is a transitional year this is a transitional year luke smith made that clear in his director's cut they targeted the center of the player base with year three it's more about the day-to-day hobbyists than it is about they didn't target glad and chevy they didn't target me they target mid-lane casual players. Why? The game needed to survive. So now that they've survived, what's Luke Smith immediately pivot his attention to? Aspirational content, aspirational loot. That's that's the first thing. That's the first thing he talks about. As soon as as soon as they got through this year of transition, that's the first thing he talks to us about. He writes a big director's cut and he's like, aspirations lacking, aspiration needs refueled. Here are things we're looking to change in year four. Again, I think a lot of this is falling on deaf ears because dissatisfaction's hitting a fever pitch because error codes and cheating, you can't really eat around that fat. Now, if you're glad, you could be like, yeah, well, there's not a lot of endgame content. There's not a lot of aspirational stuff. But, you know, Luke Smith says, you know, they're really going to focus on that in year four. I can take a bit of a break. You can kind of be like, oh, that's fine. I have confidence that they'll, they'll fix a lot of these things. I think the trials crowd is really driving a lot of the negative narrative because they're like, dude, I can't even freaking play. <clears throat> How could they char- be targeting mid lane players by making people donate at least 3,000 uh, to unlock a bunker every other week, uh, all while mindlessly grinding? Yeah, because see, Paris, you're trying to do it as soon as it comes out, and a casual mid lane player is like, I have three months to do this. Like, you see what I'm saying? Like, you're you're thinking like you. You're like, well, a player that's going to do this, they're going to want to get 3,000. No, they're not. They'll do their dailies and their weeklies. If they do that on each character, that's a pretty good amount of Warmind bits every every week. And then they're, they, they can slowly unlock everything. They don't need to do it as fast as we do. They don't need to lock in on Tuesday and do what Lono does. I even play more casually than I used to. I played pretty casually. I did not go crazy for Warmind bits. And I still had a pretty good amount every week. And I had plenty. I had plenty. I didn't grind mindlessly. I did not grind those bounties mindlessly, dude. I wasn't even rotating on the weekly some sometimes. I just couldn't do it. I didn't like I didn't like the legendary lost sectors in the public event enough. I don't know, dude. I was not grinding mindlessly to get those bunker bunkers ready and to get those bits. I, I don't. I don't think I was. I think I was. I think I was playing at a pretty decent clip. Again, probably more than the average player, but I certainly wasn't going as hard at it as I did with the bunker. I'm sorry, the uh, the obelisks. So I don't know. Again. You can chisel away at it. You got three months. We don't all play like Glad Chevy and even Lono. Like even I probably played more than the average player, and a lot of folks aren't going to play like that. I earned almost three thousand bits this week and didn't touch a single bounty. Right? You get especially you get kind of a you get kind of a steamroll going. Like you get a ton from trials. That too. That too. I still haven't done the IO bunker. I play the content I want. And I'm out halfway through. If I grind, I could do it all day. Otherwise, it feels like seasonal content is just looming in the background and not important. 
Yeah, I said that. I said that in the, the video. This season's pretty, really thin. Uh, Dagneb had been with nineteen months. Baker's dozen. That's not what. That's not a Baker's dozen. Baker's dozen thirteen isn't. Anyway, Charles Edward Cheese with thirteen. There's a Baker's dozen. Uh, Charles, if you could teach uh, Ben how to count, that'd be great. <laughs> now that hacking and cheating killed trials and PvP in general, what's next for us? Since almost everyone is leaving the game for proper PvP games like Valorant. Um, next question. Eternal Rage. Do you think that they should release the season's content faster, like within the first month of a seasonal release? Seems like there would be more to do. It's six of one half a dozen of the other. If they do it all in the first month, the, the hardcore players are going to blast through it and be bored. If they space it out, you'll at least come back in months two or three. Like, I would say it's probably better to bring people back in months two or three. Side quest. With the announcement of Grandmaster Nightfalls will essentially be the same loot as the Nightfall, except 30 times harder and a higher chance. Are we seeing... A hard limit of D2's loot pool. Can Bungie bolster the pool by putting more cosmetics and in-game earnables? That's not what people want. People want loot and will probably get better loot in year four. They can't... It's. I just don't think that they... They made it pretty clear that they can't make a bunch of new loot right now. You know, just bringing back Trials, they didn't do ritual weapons. So, we got Trials weapons and even those weren't adept. So... What would you like? I feel like exclusive weapons and armors might be enough incentive. I've already kind of answered this. Ulysia, do you think a fully masterwork exotic and ascendant shards would be a good enough reward play, to, to warrant playing Grandmaster Nightfalls? No, that's not good enough. I do think that that's a just good starting place. Like if an exotic drops, having it being fully masterworked. Should there be less exotic quests and more random exotic drops? Don't care. Cold heart. What do you think it would take for Bungie to give us better seasons? The community agrees that Opulence was a fantastic season and set the bar, but the second year of seasons has been somewhat dropped the ball. You're just cherry picking here, though. You're claiming that that's the bar for seasons. A lot of people didn't like Opulence. A lot of people loved Opulence. You're just claiming that your opinion is the bar and that Bungie needs to try to meet that bar. Some people loved Black Armory and some people hated it. We had somebody in chat saying today they loved Drifter. Like, you're just going to your favorite season and saying, oh, the community agreed that it was fantastic and set the bar. Says you, you don't speak for the community and neither do I. I think every season has gotten a mixture of response. And I do think Opulence got the most praise. That doesn't mean everybody agrees, but I do think Opulence got the most praise. And... If, if they're going to always try and do opulence, I don't think that they can do that. And I also think when they did that with Season of Dawn and they gave us Sundial, which essentially was Menagerie and choosing our gear, guess what? People complained. I don't want another Menagerie 2.0. You know, it's too generous. It's too easy to get God Rolls. Or I don't need the God Rolls. You know what I'm saying? Even if you give us opulence every season, people are probably going to either get bored or burned out or feel like, you know, it's, it just isn't worth playing. So. Uh, Soaring Eagle with 28 months. Whoops, I clicked on somebody's name. Uh, Tony Fresco with the next question. I believe you mentioned this before in another video. To prevent players from taking breaks... What if you level up through the story, missions, and campaign, and then you open up powerful milestones, and once we do all the powerful milestones, we open up pinnacle milestones? Why are you... I don't understand this question, Tony. You're asking me about something I've said before? Why did you submit this? 
Lono, here's an idea you've said before. What if they do your idea? I'm really confused. Now, I've argued that once you get done with all the milestones, that every milestone should turn into a daily loot pursuit. Like, if you really wanted to get a dire promise, as long as you hit a thousand, all your milestones should just turn into intentional loot pursuits. But I don't understand this question at all. It sounds like you're literally just asking me about something I've said before and if they should do that. I, I'm genuinely confused by why you would say, here's something you said before, should they do this? Well, I tweaked my idea a little bit, but by and large, I do think the game should change when you hit max level. Milestones should not just stay as static milestones. And I and I also know that, that people are like, really starting to support the idea of slot leveling and then that'd be an idea for it too. You may not have been here when you said that. He literally said I believe you mentioned this before in another video to prevent players from taking breaks, what if we level up through story missions and then open up powerful milestones? Once we do all the powerful milestones, we open up pinnacle milestones. This is literally what I've said before is that you should just level up by playing, you know, more linearly, either through the story or just by playing in general and then milestones should take should look different once you're fully leveled up like that's why i don't understand his question i don't know if he's asking for clarity on my idea i i'm 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 genuinely confused like why he submitted it. i don't really know what he's getting at now again i've tweaked my idea a little bit since slot leveling more and more people think slot leveling is a good idea i do think that once you hit a thousand you should just be that level no matter what you equip unless it's a sunset piece of gear then it would pull that slot down but you should just be that level and you should just be able to run content like every day. It'd be like, well, today the Crucible milestone is dropping Dire Promise. And then the next day, the Gambit uh, milestone is dropping the Dire Promise. You just rotate any of those returning guns and you would rotate them to uh, whatever, you know, whatever milestones you used to be doing. And then that would be a good way to bring that daily they do that in division they do the daily loot pursuit and basically if they did that in destiny and that supplanted your milestones that would be they kind of did this in Shadowkeep, right you hit 900 and then all of a sudden milestones were in the game you're like oh milestones sweet well that didn't happen until you hit 900 and so i think that was like a really good idea with respect to making the game kind of turn a corner when when you hit a certain level so when you hit max level in destiny you shouldn't really need milestones anymore basically the only reason people run milestones is because they're like oh well I can run milestones and get infusion fodder I don't know if I've said this before but like constantly shooting me at I nobody ever says thank you for doing that thank you for constantly shooting me like thank you for just making my controller vibrate constantly. I don't know why people stand around and shoot a streamer when they're playing with them. I don't get that. It's so weird. Um, but yeah, I, I don't I don't think the milestone system is currently working at its best. I think the best version of the milestone would be daily targets. A daily target farm. So you're like, okay, daily reset happened. I'm relooking for the dire promise. Where's the dire promise dropping? And then you'd go to those, you'd run that three times, once per character. And then you'd be like, well, that's it for me. You know? Turn vibrate off. Or, or people could not just obsessively shoot me. Maybe that would be easier than Lono having to change a setting that he likes. Maybe that? Instead, 
Nanilla. If you could change anything with the current vendor system in the tower, what would you change and why? I I would love to see the... I've said I want the vendors to look like the obelisks. I thought the obelisks were dope. You level the obelisks, you get a seasonal, uh, you get a seasonal, like, like, reward for that. You get, like, a benefit. So, if you would level up Zavala, you'd get increased drop rates, increased token drop rates, whatever, as you level Zavala. Like, I started to say that what they could do is they could say, like, uh, the longer you stay in the playlist, the more likely you're going to get, like, whatever the Vanguard drops are. So if Zavala has, like, a couple of guns and some armor for that season, you're just going to grind the playlist, and that's where those guns drop. I actually said that, uh, you should do weapon boons. So I would buy a weapon boon from Zavala, and while I'm grinding the strike playlist, that hand cannon has a chance to drop, alright? Now, the later I get in the season, if I've been leveling up Zavala my boons would become more effective. So like second month in the season, that hand cannon's dropping and it's hitting those high drop thresholds faster because I've been leveling up, leveling him up. Also, you could have like, oh, the more you level up Zavala, maybe since he has one or two weapons that season, a couple ornaments for those weapons, right? A couple ornaments. Here's a gun. You grind for it. You get the god roll that you want. Sweet. If you hit the if you hit max level with Zavala, he's got an ornament waiting for you to slap on that gun. You know. Uh, how would you compare the season to last season? Better the same, lacking in content. I think it's thinner than last season. Savathun. Do you feel that they are banking money on the new IP instead of putting effort into this investment in the game? I'm sick of questions like this. How the frick would I know that? Stop asking me about that. Like, I'm trying to be nice, but you guys ask me stuff that, do you, how do you think I would know how to answer that? Do you think Bungie's just banking on the new IP and they don't give a crap about Destiny? How would I even know to answer that? How? What am I going to say? Like, yeah, dude, they're sandbagging us. They don't give a frick about Destiny. I mean, they update us weekly with, with, with blogs and they're doing patches and they're monitoring our feedback, but they don't give a crap about this game, dude. They're just banking on that new IP. They just got that money from Tencent. I get that question all the time. What do you want me to say? I don't know. If they're doing that, it certainly doesn't look that way. Why would you come out and do like a video with Luke Smith talking about the new direction him and Noseworthy come out and they're talking about free to play and cross play and they got a whiteboard without to year 7 and they got all these things they want to do and in the background they're like can you believe this can you believe all this smoke and mirrors we don't give a frick about destiny we're just going to bank on the new IP like what why why does anybody even think that's a possibility like, dude, they tricked us, man. They tricked us. It was the biggest bait and switch ever. They did all these vid docs and streams and blogs and updates and patches. And the whole time, dude, they were just sinking Destiny and they wanted to kill it off. And they're just worried about their new IP. Come on, man. If they were going to do that, why would they even why would they even break with Activision? Why? You would just stay with Activision. It doesn't even make any sense. Why would you do all of this? 
You would do all of this work just to be like, yeah, dude, we're just totally tanking our game, man. We're just going to make this new IP. We don't even know what the new IP is. It could literally be a mobile game to help subsidize Destiny. I don't I don't know. <laughs> I never know how people want me to answer that. I get that question a lot, though, recently. People honestly think that Bungie's like tanking Destiny 2 so that they could just focus on their new IP and I'm like I just really don't think any signs point to that. I listen, there's problems and they need to patch these things and try and fix these things, but the game's had problems for 5 years. Has it always been some secret conspiracy like every time there's problems or overlooked bugs or things that need to be patched or loot that's not that impressive? Do you think every single time they've done that has been intentional? It's called controlled decline. Yeah, it it's been controlled decline as every year they've added more value. Forsaken improved things that were problematic in year 1 and Shadowkeep improved things that were problematic in year 2. And Luke Smith's already outlined ways they can improve on things in year three in year four yes that's controlled decline except the exact opposite of controlled decline like i don't know what game people are playing an increase in beavers sure that sucked they've tried to fix that but the actual quality of life in the game they've continued to try to improve those things now the bugs and the glitches sure they're learning probably the hard way but they don't have enough bandwidth to keep ripping content out and shoving content in. I think it's more I think it's more symptomatic of that. I don't think Bungie is harming their game. That would be so dumb. Why would you intentionally put bugs in? I think they've been pulling things out and putting things in in a way that's caused instability and bugs to rise and cheating obviously they just weren't prepared for the cheating like seemingly at all. They said they tried to get prepared for it but it's just it seems to be running away. It it seems to be running away from them. But you know, I, I think that the lack of faith is hitting a high fever pitch, not because of the actual game and the content and the changes they've made. I think cheating and bugs, just, you can't overlook those. So, uh, in Reckoning, you could kind of overlook the focus on Gambit because you're like, well, there's another season around the corner. This one's not for me. Bugs and glitches, you can't really eat around that. You're like, I can't play. I keep disconnecting or I'm running into cheaters. You see what I'm saying? Like, I get it. I get why people have a lack of faith and why they're worried about the franchise. But, like, bugs and glitches and cheaters, I don't think are symptomatic of Bungie being like... uh, I I don't think that's symptomatic of Bungie turning their back on the franchise. I don't think those two are logically connected. I can think of far more reasonable, like backward, like backend reasons as to why we're dealing with with beavers and and why cheating's happening. It seems more logical to say, oh well, Bungie has been taking a lot of content and putting it back in, and we know they have less bandwidth now. That's probably why we have a rise in bugs. Uh, Rise in Cheaters makes sense. It's a free-to-play game with no front-end anti-cheat, so there's a lot of cheaters in the game. All those things make logical sense. To me, that's a better explanation than, oh, they're turning their back on the franchise. Yeah, they're just all they care about is their new IP. I, I, I just don't, I don't think that ex- that that explanation makes any sense to me at all. 
uh, with Act- when Activision owned Bungie, they seemingly had enough income from the game to warrant giving Destiny multiple to multiple studios to help work on the other seasons. Destiny seemingly still has the same earning potential. Could you see Bungie expanding the studio to make up the difference? This gets asked a lot, and if they could do this, it'd be freaking great. Because VV, Vicarious Visions, they did a great job, and they helped out tremendously but you got to find a company that's familiar with the game and, and building in it. VV was a perfect candidate because they had ported uh, the game to PC. So they were familiar with the engine and the dev tools and the building and all, like, you know, building Destiny. They were familiar with all of it. So you had a really, really nice advantage there. It was such a win win. They got a company, Activision gets this company to port the game to PC, and now they're primed and ready to go to basically just like make, make more content. So that's why we got uh, uh, Spire of Stars. And that's why we got Opulence. Opulence was a great season. We just talked about that, how it seemed to be the most popular season out of all of them. That doesn't mean everybody loved it. I don't think the community said, oh, it's the best, but I think it was the most popular. And VV was the one that built it. So I, I would love for them to do that, but that's the problem. Yeah, I asked like, 10 questions ago to stop submitting questions but I think people are coming in and don't realize that I said that because they weren't here it's fine um generally I just think that they need more bandwidth but it's not as simple as just writing a check at a very general level yeah it seems that Bungie needs more bandwidth but they can't just like write a check and be like hey can you come build Destiny more Destiny for us because you've got to have people that understand Tiger Engine you got to have people that understand the game I wasn't saying he's right or agreeing. I'm just saying it's a real thing that exists and could make sense somewhat because the goal is minimizing costs. If you can make money while doing this, you're in great shape for the new IP as a game developer. Right, but the only reason I don't think... I know you weren't agreeing with him. You were just saying that's an actual thing that companies do. I don't I don't deny that. I don't deny that like controlled decline is a thing. I'm saying that no signs right now point to that. I don't know. Keep in mind, Bungie could have done this after the split. Making content takes at least a year come to the final stage of the ship, so we could see it next year. I have been saying all signs point to September, and the reason that I've been saying that is that will be the first undeniable, only Bungie, Luke Smith-driven destiny. A lot of what we got in Shadowkeep had already been in production. A lot of their decisions and a lot of their choices were already were already probably in the, in the in the pipeline. And I think we did get good things in Shadowkeep. I think people forget that like Armor 2.0 brought good things to the game, the artifact and the season pass and the um uh what was I going to say? Artifact, the season pass. I had one more. I can't remember what I was going to say. I think a lot of those things brought value to the game. Leveling's better. You know, they, they've got some good things that came in Shadowkeep. We, we all quickly forget those things. We forget those things very, very fast. And then, especially now, and it's been good that people have made this point, right now it's not so much that people are like, man, what is going on with this game? Everything about this game sucks. It's really, really hard to overlook error codes and cheaters. You can't really dress that up and be like, ah, well, there's always next season. Next season might be a little bit more, you know, my cup of tea. You can't really do that. You can't dress up an air code. Look what happened to Dr. Lupo. 
What was he supposed to do? He couldn't play. He couldn't play Trials opening weekend. So he shut down, went and played something else, and he hasn't been back since. And how could you possibly blame him? Uh, Vogues. Not saying this is something they should do, but do you think that if the weapons progressed in upgrading like D1, the Ascendant Shard farming would feel more worth it? No. Creating another hamster wheel to justify the currency, I don't think is a solution. Jay Lachlan. I do feel that season's a bit more... I do feel this season is more of a transitional season, which seems to be semi-repeat of last season. Farm... Okay, where's your question? Do you think that Bungie will be able to pull off the changes necessary to resolve? See, this is what I'm talking about. So you want to express your opinion, and then you want to ask very generic. Do you think Bungie will be able to pull off the changes necessary to resolve players' boredom? So, pontification followed by a yes or no question. Nope, they won't be able to pull it off. Next question. It's Truds. I know players are taking time away due to hacks and cheats. How does Stadia look right now, given it's just gone to free to play? The only reason I think Stadia could start to get traction with people, it you know, it being free to play, is because you could like take your laptop with you, or I don't know, I guess you could buy one of them. And like you could take care of, you know, since they've created a lot of a lot of like hobbyist lanes, you know, get your dailies, get your bounties, get your whatever done. Um I think that they I think they could easily start to maybe see an increase in people using the Stadia service to play Destiny. I don't I don't know if it's going to be in any substantive amount. I, we are getting absolutely farmed by that Cyclops. There. Gemini Christmas. He just kept mapping the whole group. Uh so you know I, I'm not too wor- I'm not I'm not really concerned about Stadia, truth be told. I I I could care less about another Another redundant idea from Google, like Google+. Plus. Uh, how do you suggest Bungie balance the FOMO model without taking breaks? I'm a player feeling slightly worn out, but I don't want to miss out on the content. It will go uh, at the end of the season. Well, like, think about it like this. I said this earlier. Like, what? I, I don't know what, what people kind of want in this regard. They have to make content that you want to play. So, that's... That's like low-level automatic FOMO. If but like think about it like this, Rise of Iron had FOMO in it. If you waited too long to jump into Rise of Iron, it would lose its relevancy, and you missed out. If you took two or three months off and you came back to Rise of Iron, you'd have less people to play with, less people running raids, matchmaking, all of that. Now it's still there, sure. I, I'm in support of less. You have to play right now or you're Dundee. I, I, I like the Martyr's Retribution grenade launcher is the example I keep using. But I definitely think there's always going to be a level of. I don't know. There's going to be a level of FOMO no matter what. Thanks for the games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. GG's. We got uh, some spots opening up here. <clears throat> Where do you see Gammon and Destiny's future? I don't really care what happens to it. Uh, it's high noon. Would you like September uh, Bungie make all exotic weapons have a champion mod and staple that moving forward? At least primary weapons. I think I think primary exotic should be able to use champion mods, yes. Just got here. What are you farming Menagerie for? The Waking Vigil. Uh, who's Revel? Will the content drop be fixed by making at least two raids or dungeons per year? Nope. 
uh, impacting venture. Hey, Lono, Grandmaster question, so feel free to skip. Should Grandmaster Nightfalls give a guaranteed drop for strike-specific loot? Sure. It needs way more than that, though. WY81. Do you think this will be stuff not answering? Ecow. Shadow Keep set a precedent that harder content will not give better gear. Master Nightfall. Oh, I'm sorry. Master Nightmare Hunt Heroic Sundial. Legend Sundial, but I know what you mean. Why does the community always expect sweeping changes before September? It always has been this way, and why would it change with less bandwidth? Listen, this is you're just preaching, homie. This isn't a question. You're just preaching at people. Like, it's not unfair for people to say, we've asked for better loot. Like, think about it. Last wish we said this. It's not news to Bungie that when we run hard content, we want better loot. Are they... They're not surprised. You, do you think they're surprised that we said what we said? Oh man, Legend Sundial. Great job, Bungie. This is exactly what we've been asking for for the last year. Good job. Yep, aspirational content, aspirational loot rewards. No! Come on, that's not even fair. You're just preaching at people. I've said this as well, that once we provide our feedback on bounties, we don't expect us to change to bounties for a year. Why? Because they added dailies, weeklies, and repeatables in Shadowkeep. You gotta kind of wait a year for that to kind of run its course, and then they'll make some adjustments next time. Even Luke Smith said the bounty focus is a little disproportionate. But lack of aspirational gear is not a new concept. It's not a new request. We've been saying that since Last Wish and maybe even before. That ain't a new concept. I, they, I don't give him a pass on that one. Legend Sundial should have been better and the dungeon should have been better. It all should have been better. That stuff was poorly, poorly managed. You literally get a garbage rolled piece of armor in the dungeon. How, what? How did that even happen? Garden of Salvation loot doesn't have high stat propensity. Why? Who is in charge of that? It's a raid. You get better armor from Iron Banner. This isn't rocket science. I'm not saying anything that's out of left field and unreasonable. It's the raid. They should have been like, the absolute best source of high stat rolled armor is the Garden of Salvation raid. And nobody would have been like, well, that's just absolutely absurd. People would have been like, oh, it makes sense. It's a raid. <laughs> Instead, people farm Iron Banner for high stat rolls. Come on, man. Like, no way. Absolutely not. I don't give them a pass on that. Those were mistakes. Those were mistakes. That stuff was not managed well. It wasn't... Now, our response to bounties? Okay, whoa, wow. People just live in lost sectors. Holy moly. Like, people are not leveling up in a way that we thought they would. We got to tweak that next year. Bounties are a little bit too... Yeah, it's a little too much of a focus on bounties. Let's... We'll have to tweak that next year. That's fine. I don't expect Bungie to be like, all right, pull the e-brake. We got to change bounties. Hurry up before next season comes out. No, 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 no. No. I don't think that that is a reasonable expectation that Bungie should just change the trajectory of year three after a season or two of us being unhappy about bounties. I expect that to land in September. But having good drops in the dungeon in the raid or Legend Sundial or Grandmaster Nightfall? (laughs) I, I don't know. That seems like one plus one is two to me. You know? 
to the point that Bungie knows it and they set our expectations before Grandmaster Nightfall even got here to say it's not going to have any loot like they knew they knew that that was going to be a problem uh Mikey Ravioli Sabathun's going to be a big part of the fall DLC I that's my prediction Earlier, my I told you so moment was more about our back and forth about the samey content in the game and players getting fatigued to the point that they cut back playtime for seasonal content and wait for big DLC drops more so than about trials versus cheaters comment. With that said, do you see why these kind of co- questions sweat are not, it just is, I don't need that. I really don't need that. Uh, if you remember... Do you still feel the same about players starting the trend more towards big DLC only and skipping the majority of the three-month seasonals? I just don't... I I don't see players suddenly running to that format. I think it's more about... It's more about, like, rose-colored glasses. I really do. People did this during Osiris and Warmind. They were unhappy. They didn't think it was very good. They didn't like it. They didn't think it was good content. And now everybody's talking about like, oh, I like that content better. I I really, I really, really don't think this is the right read. I don't think that people getting fatigued and cutting back their playtime means that like, do I still feel the same about players starting to trend towards big DLC? I still, still feel that people are doing that with rose-colored glasses. People talk about Rise of Iron and Taken King in ways that will blow your freaking hair back. They talk about that as if that was the perfect format, and they forget that you played Taken King, and then you got literally nothing until April. And then after that, you got literally nothing until September. You know what I mean? He said to delete it hours ago. No, not in his defense. He spent 20 minutes in chat defending this question. You don't need to submit questions like this. I, I just, I, this isn't necessary. And I'm not trying to be rude, but like, we got 95 questions. I can't do this every other question. It isn't fair. I've been letting some of you guys get away with this, and I joke about it, and then you just keep doing it with like an apology. Sorry, man. Sorry I'm late, boss. Yeah, I'm so sorry. Yeah, dude, we need to get you a watch. <laughs> and then eventually your boss is going to write you up. You can't just keep apologizing for being late or submitting books. You gotta kind of respect my light, jabby little... <laughs> That's war and peace. What a big question. <laughs> Stop doing it. Write shorter questions. <laughs> Try to be concise. <laughs> That's all. If I don't say anything now, I'm going to start answering 100 questions that are five sentences long. Uh, Dawn68. Do you think Bungie has put Gambit on an effective 15-month hiatus like Trials? I, I don't know, dude. The, Luke Smith is like, we're going to eventually take it down to one mode, and then and then Deej was like, it's staying the way it is for the next year. So maybe in September? I don't know. Maybe maybe in September? I know that was the question you asked to delete Sweat, but I'm giving an explanation why... You can't submit a question like that and apologize. People have been doing that every day. Sorry, Lono. Yeah, dude, number 35's a doozy. No, stop submitting really long questions. Be more concise. Don't do it and apologize because then more people are doing it. It's just like the joke questions. If I allow it and I shrug it off and laugh, ha, 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 then more people do it. I've been getting more questions like that and I don't want them. So that's just my request is to try to make them a little smaller. That's all. You know? 
and I'm just delete that one right there. That's just somebody trying to submit a really, really long question, literally on the heels of me asking you guys to stop. Just delete that one. Like, talk about not paying attention. Hobbit Spartan, do you think the slow response from Bungie is due to them staying home during? No, I, I don't think so. I mean, it could be related, but I mean, some of this is just kind of par for the course for them. They just, they don't act quickly in a season. They don't. Even, even when they were working in the offices. So. Uh, Godless Chaos. What do you think they could do to fix PvE rewards other than raid content? What else could they do to make strikes and nightfalls more fulfilling? Well, not everything needs this crazy hierarchy. Okay? So I think Trials needs trials loot and then adept and i think um and then i think like raids and nightfalls need to be like either their own loot pool like raids should be their own loot pool that's a given right that's a raid and then like nightfalls could be like grandmaster versions of the guns the same way that like trials could have adept versions of those guns so you could get a doctrine of passing but it wasn't adept there should be weapons you can get from Vanguard Strikes, you know, Vanguard Nightfalls, but you don't, you, you, you can't get the Grand Master, right? You can't get the Grand Master version unless you run Grand Master. Does that make sense? It would be like an, a, a step up. Now, not every piece of content needs that. You don't need to be like, okay, so uh, we've added some new Crucible guns. Okay, okay, that's fine. Just make them cool, make them dope, and then they get they get they can get sunset like a year later. You don't need to take every single like pocket of the game and create like this echelon. There's like low there's like low level echelon of bad to god roll. And then there's trials that goes up to adept, and then there could be like grandmaster go all the way up to grandmaster guns, and then rage should just be their own dope awesome unique pool of stuff intrinsic perks maybe synergistic perks like they did with wrath there should be a clear difference between some gun you get from a vendor or a gun you get in the wild and a raid gun like you can get really good dire promise rolls right now that are arguably it's arguably one of the better pve primaries you can use we have room for one more if you use the join lono command so to fix PVE rewards, number one, I think sunsetting needs to come so they can create a clear hierarchy of loot. So that if I'm running a raid, my hand cannon, shotgun, rocket launcher, whatever, uh, is better than whatever you got running a public event or a lost sector. That's kind of a given. Like that, I, that doesn't even need. I don't even feel like that needs to be said anymore. Luke Smith made that clear in his director's cut. Like we got to refuel aspiration. That's why no one even hesitated. As soon as trials dropped and the weapons weren't adept, that was like the shot heard around the world. They're not adept. What the frick? And it got worse when we realized that celerity was a perk that they brought back. They brought to the game. <laughs> they brought to the game. Anybody familiar with Destiny 1 was like, oh, two people dropped. So two people joined and then two people dropped. Um, they clearly tested Celerity and then, but they didn't make an intrinsic and they didn't make a depth weapon. So like that, that made it worse. And now two people are going to join back. Wonderful. Goku made the cut. Goku stay. <laughs> it's a comedy of errors right now. We're going. We're going. I clicked it. There we go. We made it. 
Why can't we set a lobby size limit? Anyway, B Nipple, thank you for gifting 10 subs. Guys, check the chat. You may have been gifted 10 subs. Rainwaters with three months, 17 months from Wildman. Uh, Nilia. Do you think the weapon type meta balance is causing a lot of pain points for players? I feel like I can't play sidearms at all when auto rifles are dominating everything right now. I mean, that's destiny. You're always going to have a weapon that you feel like is sort of dominant. That's happened with hand cannons in the past. It's happened with shotguns in the past. Auto rifles, I think, uh, could afford to be looked at. You got to be careful. I think auto rifles are like teetering on a razor. They're either literal trash or so easy to use they're frustrating to play against. Um, and if I was Bungie right now, I would look at Hardlight and Suros first, try to tweak them down a little bit. But also, I've seen some pretty high-level players slinging rounds with sidearms, so I don't know if you can say they're they're garbage and you have to run an auto rifle. I'm not even a, I'm not even at the level of the upper trials guys, and. I'm using. I was using my hand cannon. I was using my thorn and my dire promise and my sniper, and I was shutting down these spammy hard light guys. Like, are am I? Like, come on now. I'm not freaking. I'm not Lumi or Panda or Potato or Little Sonic or any of the guys that competed in that tournament. Okay, I'm not those guys. And I'm like, oh my gosh, they're all using hard light, and I, you know. I, I stay away from lanes. I obviously run a hunter so I can dodge out of the spam. And I feel like I manage it pretty well. I don't know. If if you if you're if you're not as good as I am and you're like below average, I consider myself to be slightly above average. If you're below that and you're struggling against auto rifles, is the problem auto rifles? Or is the problem that you're not very good at the game? Like, which is it? Maybe a little bit of both, but I also think that hard light is bad because of the reflection damage and the spam. It's time to kill is absurd and maybe needs reined in a little bit. Same with Suros. Maybe they need reined in a little bit, especially you put those in the hands of a really good player and they're really frustrating to play against. But generally speaking, I was having an okay time shutting down hard light users. I don't know. A lot of it too is if you're trying to push the issue with a sidearm against an auto rifle, I hate to say this, you probably should lose that fight. I mean, it's you're bringing a knife to a gunfight. Like sidearms probably shouldn't be more lethal than an auto rifle, like just in my mind when I think through guns and what they look like and what their purposes should be. I mean, a sidearm looks like a freaking toy. It looks like a toy. It shouldn't be outgunning auto rifles unless used properly. You get right on top of somebody, the high agility, you know, the high agility of it I, I would hope would be one of the causes of it being like a choice for you to use just like if I'm just charging down a lane with a shotgun and I get sniped I'm like this is ridiculous man shotguns against snipers I, I don't stand a chance well now, now hang on a minute a shotgun means you gotta close space and get really close and shove it up their nose yeah, you're going to lose that fight. So a sidearm, I think, probably could hold its own against an AR user if you get in getting close. Because that that guy that that, that AR user is going to be like trying to track you, and you're going to have that super pew, 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 agility. I had a guy melt me the other day with a dead man walking. He just shredded me with a dead man walking. So, yeah, shove it up their nose from nine meters away. Yeah, shotguns are pretty far reaching. 
Do you think the story mission on the moon should be expanded to other... No, not answering. That's not what we're talking about today. PvP numbers are dropping while PvE numbers are holding steady. If Bungie leaves PvP behind in D3, will they point to this time as evidence it doesn't need to be in the game? This is another question that, like, I don't know what... I, I can't see answering this. I don't know how I'm supposed to answer this question. So you're envisioning a future where they leave PvP, which I don't think will happen, and you're not just envisioning that. You're envisioning them leaving PvP behind and being like, look at what happened, guys, when everyone was cheating and there were beaver errors. What? Why would they do that? I I don't think that they would point to this time to be like, that right there is why we got rid of PvP when we didn't have a frontline anti-cheat and a record number of error codes in the game. That's why we took PvP out. It's like, what? It's their fault almost this is happening. Well, and and the player base, obviously, cheaters, but still. <laughs> Come on. And for that reason, PvP is out. You're right. Any thoughts on the new expansion leaks? It's almost all fake as far as I can tell. Favorite part of Destiny? I already answered. Fez, do you believe the too long? Gist Hammer. Do you think Destiny should go down the Gears of War way, as in giving us a game every two to three years instead of drop-fed content? You know the answer to this question if you read your question slowly, okay? I'm going to add a couple words. Do you think Destiny, an action MMO live service game, should go down the Gears of War way? A linear single play, a linear campaign driven game. What? How would the game survive, dude? So you think every two to three years they should just give us a game that lasts for a couple months? Maybe? Come on! You know the answer to this question. You can't do this. Like, Destiny is not Gears. It's not any other game but Destiny. It is a game that you are going to play week to week, day to day, month to month. It needs to have seasonal injections of content. or Or it doesn't, or it ceases to be a live service action MMO. Lono should start handing out letter grades. Right, like, come on, man. What You know the answer to this. They're not going to suddenly divert their identity to become a single-player campaign-driven game. Like, what is going on? That's not even a... That's not even a... That's not even like a... A, a path for them. It is not a path for them. That's an insta-ban. Nice brand-new account. Get the frick out of here. Iranian. A lot of people dislike the fact that Bungie and Activision split, and now they don't like the new seasonal seasonal far- format. What's your take on this? Uh, these people don't. I'm trying to see if I can run into this fan blade. I can't. That's how much. That's what your question makes me want to do. Um, the, these. I think these people rightly miss the increase in bandwidth. It's totally okay to be like, man, I miss having vicarious visions and getting raid layers, you know, and I miss them having all that bandwidth. Yeah, but I don't miss having contractual deadlines from Activision that lead to terrible launches of games like Destiny 1 and Destiny 2 Vanilla both were. Um, so it's it's one of those situations where there's so much more nuance here that obviously gets lost in the easy clickism of Reddit to be like, I miss Activision, it was so much better. And people are like, yeah! Yeah! Are you familiar with the Old Testament? (laughs) 
there there's a there's a perfect story there where they're complaining because they're hungry and they wish that they were slaves again because at least they had food and that's what this feels like to me i grew up in sunday school and i remember this story and that's what this makes me think of yeah but at least with activision we got a little bit more content what what are you saying (laughs) what are you even talking about you what you want to go back there that's who you want to go back to that place because we got a little bit more we got a couple of extra raids the content substance was better but that's just i just why would we want to go back to that why would we want to go back to that that's that's not where we want to go we've been set free like we're not in that contract anymore Bungie can take their time with the next game they're in charge of the pacing now and you want to go back because we got a little bit of extra content like i i don't understand why anybody would do want to do that less cheating though I don't know though because it wasn't free to play so we were not free to play under Blizzard's launcher Blizzard was not doing any ban enforcement or any order any automatic banning it was just a launcher that was very very clear they said that they said that they were not Blizzard wasn't handling anything now they would have handled ban enforcement but and maybe creating new accounts with Blizzard would have slowed down the, you know would have slowed down the uh this the steamroll of uh of people steam doesn't care about cheating yeah i think creating new accounts in battlenet if suddenly destiny would have been free to play in blizzard it would have been a lot harder for people to create new accounts right steam it just seems like a freaking joke now i think there are simple things they can do recent vac bans no get the frick out of here why are you even letting people download a free to play game with it with it with a, a recent vac ban right now people are like but this guy did this thing in black Ops. you know calico did this goofy ammo thing in black ops okay is he trying to download the game right now no then it wouldn't affect him it wouldn't affect him if you have a recent vac ban on your account and you're trying to download destiny right now free to play brand new then it should be like no 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 no. get out of here with your no get out of here with your vac ban and also, they could partner with them and start using the anti-cheat, or anybody's anti-cheat for that matter. Like, those are things that could happen. Like, I get it, I get it. Maybe if we were at Blizzard, we wouldn't be staring down the barrel of so many cheaters, but again, why would we want to go back and be and be enslaved to contractual obligations that were ultimately bad for the game? Right? It. Why would you want to go back there? I, I don't understand. I, I the, the, the uh, the amount of content we got more which was more I will admit that we got more content season to season under Activision because we had vicarious visions helping and they were building stuff I will never deny that I can admit that and not want to go back I can admit that and I cannot I don't want to go back there I, that, I don't think that that was ultimately good for the game long term you're gonna you're gonna you're basically gonna take the quick easy route or you know you're going to take the 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 short term gains to get no long term gains because I, I think long term that was going to literally sell if there was any hope of a D3 that was sold down the river by that relationship I don't think it was working anymore 
And do you really want, like, Bungie's basically telling you that they wanted out of the relationship, and you're like, yeah, but, I mean, we got a little bit more content, so you guys should put yourself in a position that you didn't enjoy as a company. <laughs> like, like... That would be like saying, I want you to stay in this really unhealthy relationship because your buddy owns a restaurant that we like to eat at. Like, wait a minute, wait a minute. What are you telling your friends now? <laughs> like, do you care about your friend? Do you want them to be in a healthy relationship or not? Like, if Bungie's saying, like, they didn't enjoy the relationship and it wasn't good for them, then I think we have to be like, okay, then it's best to not be with that publisher. <clears throat> Uh, Hydra. Do, do you think they mess up trials of the light level being a big concept? I don't think so. I mean, they immediately responded and, ca- and, and took the, the what's-its-face out of it. I'm actually getting on Destiny every day and having tons of fun, but do you think that they should get rid of tokens and just make uh, the game drops more content that they are from? I don't think the tokens are the problem in Trials. I've said that many times. I I, I think that they went with a format that they thought was going to be better than the bounty system because the bounty system was limited to bounties. So right now, if they can fix the token system, you could conceivably run Trials all weekend long on your favorite subclass and not have to worry about running out of bounties, right? If you run out of bounties, that's it. Or, you you know, you got to switch to your Titan and you really prefer to run Hunter. You can literally, you can literally just run trials all weekend long. Bounty, uh, uh, tokens, 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 constant tokens. If they remove the win requirement, I think the tokens would be a significantly better system. Because the idea would be, you don't have to win, you just play and get tokens. It's just a, it's just an easy, easy passive reward. Because people are like, oh, let's go back to the bounties. But again, the idea with the bounties was, you literally we would run out of bounties and have to switch characters. So it, I don't necessarily think that tokens are the best solution, but I, I think it's better. I think it's better than bounties because I think people were going to look at bounties and think the same thing. Every time they were going to be like, I, I really, really don't want to run any more bounties. I couldn't possibly run a single, a single bounty again. Like people just got sick of them. And I think because of that, they thought, well, let's do tokens and you can just play as much as you want, get as many tokens as you want, and then that's the source of your rewards. If they if they made the token payout better and remove the win requirement, I don't think we'd be having this conversation. I don't think we would be having this conversation. Cause you could just log in with your buds every weekend and just get a ton of and just get a ton of tokens and just keep cashing them in. You guys can use the join Lono command again if you want to join. We've lost a couple people. JP Feisty. Hope your was good. I've seen a couple YouTube videos of people saying that D3 will be released in 2024. Can the game last that long? I understand that they need to finish off some branches in the story, but will people stay interested? Uh, 2024 is way further than I said. I have said 2022. Uh, 2022 would be the earliest. 2023 would be the long shot. 2024 seems way, way out there. I don't think so. I I can't see 2024 working. I've said 2022 at the earliest. I don't think we're getting a sequel next year. I don't think you would need to institute sunsetting in September if we were getting the sequel in 2021. So I think 2022 is the earliest. I think 2023 would be the long shot. Can we really make it? Can we really go the distance? 
I'm hoping for 2023 because I want them to be exclusive to the new consoles because by then you would not there would be no reason to put it on the old consoles and you'd have plenty of time to put this game in a new engine grim is it a good idea to put previous season weapons behind weekly strike crucible gambit bounties I don't really that's not really an important issue to me right now Donnie 8 as more and more players are taking breaks and getting the game, do you think that Bungie is going to put in a super pressured position and might potentially drop more information about future updates or even drop updates earlier as a consequence of the dropping player base? They've never done this. They've never done this. They had bigger player drops during uh, Black Armory, Drifter, and Opulence. They had bigger player drops back then because leveling was so painful. So, I don't think so. No. I don't think Bungie's going to be like, oh my gosh, player base numbers are going down. Quick, put together a marketing plan. I don't think they're going to do that. They they didn't do it. They they really, they, they had a lot of reason to do it during um, d- during the uh, the era of Drifter and Opulence and all that. Um, I'm going to have to just stop there. It's I didn't even look at the time. It's 3 o'clock. I have to eat my lunch. We're going to keep playing and grinding. Uh, we, we, I let question and answer go too long. We're going to have to rethink how we do this. Uh, I spent a lot of time asking people not to submit books today, and people continued to do it. So we're gonna, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask the mods to put a character limit on questions. We can do that so your question won't even get through. Um, and we're just going to have to really start cracking down on questions that aren't questions somehow. I might just start saying not a question and moving on instead of giving an explanation because it's not hard to realize there's a, a significant difference between putting three sentences of complaint and being like, do you think Bungie can do this? Because putting three sentences of complaint and then asking me a yes or no question, that's not Q&A. That's you whining and then being like, do you think Bungie can do this? Like, that's not a question. A question is, do you think if they approach it from this way that it would be better for this certain playlist or strikes or nightfalls or trials or whatever? We, yeah, the complaint manifesto thing has just gone, has just run amok. Because I think people are frustrated and they're unhappy, and it's just, it's. I think it's diluting. I think it's diluting question and answer into complaint hour, and then I get agitated because I feel like all I'm hearing is complaints and negativity. I like absorb the negative energy, and then I get snippy and frustrated. We got to reevaluate here because it's it's turning into complaint hour, and I'm I'm not enjoying it. So. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can always come in at saynotorage.com and take part in these live. If you're here live right now, you can click follow and turn on notifications if you want to make sure and not miss the content. And as always, if you're listening in the other locations, please like, share, and subscribe.